following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You are now jacked in to the virtual matrix. Please stand by for all the latest in professional wrestling, video gaming, movies, and entertainment with Chris Kelly of HeadlocksToHeadlines.com and the latest in video gaming with the sensational sequel. What? Yes, he's back. And here is your host. The Force is strong with you. Henceforth, you shall be known as... Money on the mic, J.J. Sexy. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Guys, good evening and welcome to another edition of Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the mic, JJ, all caps, sex A. And, uh, you know, Halloween is upon us. Monday, October 31st. It's finally here, Halloween. Do know that I'll be taking the kids out trick-or-treating. And I have not spoken to the trade dog, so I'm not really 100% sure at this point in time that we're going to be doing an episode of Wrestling News Live. If I had to bet, I'd probably say that we're taking the night off. Just simply, it's a, it's a holiday. I'll be spending time with the kids. So probably not going to happen. I'm starting to feel like maybe um, I've got the super flu. I don't know. Anybody ever see the uh, the... the Stephen King miniseries, The Stand. I'm starting to feel like I got that super flu that kills everybody, except, you know, the handful of survivors that are left standing in the end. 
I can't remember what they called it. But they had a name for the super flu. Like Mr. Trips or something? I'm starting to think that's what it is. But anyway, we've got a lot to cover tonight uh, on, the, on the program. We're going to be joined here in a little bit by Chris Kelly of HeadlocksToHeadlines.com to talk about the news of the week. I'm going to run down what happened on SmackDown tonight. Unfortunately, I will just be reading a recap. I only saw about two or three matches from the show tonight. So unfortunately, I did not get to watch the entire show. I did, however, see a really good match between Tyson Kidd and Daniel Bryan that I'll comment on in just a little bit. Uh, in the second hour, we're going to be talking gaming news with the sensational Sean. Uh, I know he's got some things he wants to get off his chest and talk about as it relates to uh, Batman Arkham City. Unfortunately, we've been, on, we've been on hiatus on this show for a couple weeks now. So it's actually nice to be back on Friday nights. It's been a while, but uh, we are back. So really, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump in to the SmackDown recap for tonight. We start things off on SmackDown with Teddy Long coming down to the ring. Tells fans that the Big Show and Mark Henry are both in attendance on the show tonight. And the future of the World Heavyweight Championship is going to be addressed later on. Christian comes out and interrupts. Says, you know what, Teddy? The future is going to be addressed right now. The match on Sunday was good. Big Show blew his shot. And Christian feels like... He gets that next match. He's he's next in line as the number one contender. Says he's dominant and resilient and tells Teddy to try to find someone that deserves it more than he does. This leads to an interruption by Raw superstar CM Punk. Christian saying again, once again, that he deserves one more match. Doesn't know why Punk is here. Teddy says that Raw has enjoyed using SmackDown stars for a while, so he arranged for SmackDown to have a super show of its own with some Raw stars. Let me start off by saying that I'm a little tired of the whole Raw super show, the SmackDown super show. Is it really a super show when it's the same shit that we get week in and week out? I mean, for the last two or three years, we've literally seen Raw guys on SmackDown. SmackDown guys on Raw. And just all of a sudden, because Triple H becomes the COO, now it's the cool thing to say, oh, well, we're going to put Raw stars on SmackDown and SmackDown stars on Raw and have super shows. Well, how do you explain that you've been doing this for the last two years? Does anyone really care? 
It's Raw and it's SmackDown. What what the fuck is so super about it, really? At the end of the day. That's your homework assignment. Tell me what is so super about these shows. Because I'm still trying to figure that one out myself. Uh, back to the recap. Punk says it's bad enough he has to deal with John Laurinaitis on Raw. And thank God Teddy is nothing compared to him. Um, Christian saying that Teddy is incompetent. Punk deserve doesn't deserve a title shot. And uh, this basically sets up for a match between Christian and CM Punk on the broadcast here on SmackDown. On, I'm sorry, Super SmackDown. My bad. Um, so next up, we have our first match of the night. Awesome Truth taking on Jamaican Me High or Flight 420, or as the WWE calls them, Air Boom. Such a boring name. Um, in the end here, we get to see uh, Awesome Truth come out on top. Does anybody else think that maybe rolling into Survivor Series, that the Awesome Truth might end up taking those belts from Air Boom? I mean, think about it for a second. Wouldn't it be interesting if The Rock's first match back into the company in seven years at the Survivor Series, which is going to be a tag team match against The Awesome Truth, does anybody else kind of see the writing on the wall that maybe going into their match at, at, at WrestleMania that they might in fact be tag team champions? The Rock and John Cena. I just, I've seen it happen before and I think it's going that way again. I kind of hope that's not the direction that they're headed, but, you know, it just kind of builds tension. They did it with Shawn Michaels and uh, and John Cena. Remember, what was it, two thousand and uh, two thousand and seven? They were both. Uh, they went into their match at WrestleMania as the tag team champions, or actually, I guess they lost them right before WrestleMania. But they have a notorious habit of doing this. Anyway, winners of this match: Awesome Truth. <sighs> Let's see. Next up. We have, okay, why is my computer screen, like, stopping? I hate when that happens. So unprofessional. Next up, we have Daniel Bryan and a few other superstars watching a preview of the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels DVD. Um, Daniel Bryan gets into an argument with Tyson Kidd. And Santino steps in and says they should settle things in the ring. Um, also, we have Hornswoggle. Dressed up like Zack Ryder. <coughs> yes, you heard me. Hornswoggle is dressed up like Zack Ryder and fist pumping. Vicky Guerrero comes up with a Swagger and Ziggler and says it's a shame that Dolph had two matches on Sunday. And Teddy basically says that tonight Dolph Ziggler is going to be facing Randy Orton. He also says that Swagger is banned from ringside. And then, of course, this leads to Oksana coming in with her typical hitting on Teddy Long. He tells Hornswoggle to go away and takes Oksana into his office. Anybody else see a sexual harassment lawsuit happening? I kind of do. Uh, next up, we have Wade Barrett versus Trent Beretta. I did see this match. 
And it's kind of a shame that they're back to the point where they've got to try to build Wade Barrett up again. Um, here's a guy that last year was literally on top of the WWE, having a long-standing feud with John Cena, being the leader of the Nexus. It baffles the mind how a year can change things. Um, Michael Cole, as he often does, says some really idiotic things. But tonight, after the match ended with Wade Barrett and Trent Beretta, was probably one of the most idiotic things I've ever heard him say. He talked about how Wade Barrett was on uh, was on a roll, and he'll be remembered for his role on on you know his uh, his role as it were on SmackDown. And I thought, really? Because, you know, when I think of Wade Barrett, I remember the guy that fucking handed everybody's ass to them as part of the Nexus. Are we supposed to forget that he was part of the Nexus? I don't get it. I really don't. Uh, anyway, this Wade Barrett-Trip Beretta match, very short-lived, as uh, basically Wade dominates Trip Beretta and basically lifts him up on his shoulders and hits the wasteland. One, two, three, Wade Barrett is your winner. Um, next up, we have Dolph Ziggler, who, of course, is accompanied by his uh, manager, Vicky Guerrero, taking on Randy Orton in a very, very good match. This was, uh, I would say, possibly match of the night, which is hard for me to say because I also think Tyson Kidd, Daniel Bryan, could have been match of the night. Um, once again, kind of showing off what Dolph Ziggler can do in the ring, his offense, his defense, he looked fantastic in this match with Randy Orton. And uh, I got to be honest, I thought Dolph Ziggler had him when he hit that super kick. I mean, it's like Dolph is, is now, uh, you know, using not only moves from Mr. Perfect and Billy Gunn, but now he's using uh, Shawn Michaels' old uh, super kick. So I like what they're doing with Ziggler. But in the end, of course, Randy Orton hits the RKO and gets the one, two, three. But very, very good match. You know, even in this loss, I think Dolph Ziggler looks like a million bucks. It's just a matter of time before he uh, he really goes somewhere in this company. And I feel confident in saying that about him, as opposed to a guy like John Morrison. But that's, uh, that's, that's a horse of another color there. <sighs> so next up on SmackDown, we have Matt Stryker, who's in the backstage area with the former Sin Cara Negro, as they've been calling him. And he basically asks about, uh, you know, how he feels that his mask is now off. Uh, and, of course, Negro sarcastically says, well, how do you think it feels? He says he was embarrassed. He had his identity and something close to his heart taken away. And now it's payback time. And I don't know if anybody else felt this way, but uh, I had to do a double take when I saw Sin Cara Negra because I really felt like uh, he looked more like Anarchia from TNA than anything else. Did anybody else get that vibe? I literally for a second thought that was Anarchia. Anyway, next up we have a really solid match. Tyson Kidd, Daniel Bryan. I love the start of this as it's kind of uh, an argument evolving in the ring, which leads to a push and a shove. A slap, and then uh, Tyson Kidd goes on the offensive. Um, really, really good match here by Tyson Kidd and Daniel Bryan. I would expect no less from these guys. 
Uh, Tyson Kidd, I think, is going to be a guy that's utilized on this roster to kind of help, uh, you know, evaluate talent and help put guys over. I would love to see Tyson Kidd get some kind of run with one of the mid-card belts. Hell, I would love it if they would bring back the lightweight title, the cruiserweight title, whatever you want to call it, and give it to a guy like Tyson Kidd and let him showcase what he can do on a regular basis. But Daniel Bryan is another guy who really right now needs to get built up. You know, he's the money in the bank briefcase winner. But he loses literally just about every time he turn around. Tonight, he did get the victory via the LaBelle lock on Tyson Kidd. So he kind of ended his losing streak, as it were, against Tyson Kidd. So maybe this is a good thing for Daniel Bryan going forward because with WrestleMania just around the corner, you really think they've got to do something with Daniel Bryan to make him relevant again. So we'll see if that, in fact, happens. Because, I mean, really. I've never seen a Money in the Bank winner in the past go through all the shit that Daniel Bryan has. I mean, every other guy has either cashed it in pretty quick or at least had a decent run. They have a job to every match out. So it's nice to see that maybe the losing ways of Daniel Bryan may be over soon. Uh, next up, we have a promo with the Big Show. He comes out and talks about his match with Mark Henry. And, uh, you know, says why he came back from his injury. This leads to, uh, this leads to Mark Henry coming off and, or coming out and cutting him off. Henry says he doesn't care that he talked to Teddy Long about getting a rematch. Bottom line, Mark Henry's still the champion. Henry says he's done with the big show. He's sore. He's beat up because the ring caved in. And the show is hurt because of what Mark Henry did to him. So basically, Show tells him to get in the ring, and Henry fakes him out and leaves as he holds up that World Heavyweight Championship high. Next up, we have Christian versus CM Punk. And again, some people could say this might be considered match of the night. Um, so we had really, when you think about it, three or four really solid matches tonight. Um, and with SmackDown, that's good because that is the wrestling show. But uh, as far as Christian and Punk, I mean, just lots of back and forth. Christian hit some really good offense, some great defense. Same with CM Punk. Um, but in the end, Punk ends up hitting the go to sleep and pins Christian one, two, three. And uh, that is how we end SmackDown with a raw superstar. Getting a W over a SmackDown talent. Oh, yeah. On the SmackDown Super Show. Um, so based on what I saw tonight, that was a solid show. Looking at the recap, it sounds like everything uh, went off without a hitch. So if I had to give it a grade, you know what? I'm going to give it a B plus. Good show. So that is going to do it for the SmackDown recap for tonight, as far as I'm concerned. Um <coughs> Want to go ahead and go to the phone lines, of course, sponsored by headlocks to headlinescom And joining me on the phone line right now, ladies and gentlemen, from headlocks to headlinescom is the editor-in-chief owner, one Chris Foreign Kid Kelly. What's going on, man? Man, I think there must be 
some kind of illness going around the network. You're ill, I'm ill, everyone's ill. I mean, what's up with all this illness? You know what, man? It's it's this time of year. You know, you, you go from uh, the heat to kind of the cool. It, it seems like every fall I kind of go through this. And um, it's just the changing of the weather. And it seems like everybody's sick, not just on this network, everywhere. You know, I talk to people and they're sick. So, I mean, uh, something's going around, man. It's crazy. It's quite bizarre because my illness only kicked in when I came back from America. So I'm thinking, like you say, maybe it's because I went from being so hot in Florida to being here in England. Maybe that's what it was. But um, let's talk about news of the week. Now, of course, the biggest news of today was that, was that WWE have confirmed the release of Maurice. Um, there were quite a few reports going around, some saying that she kind of wanted to leave, others saying it was the WWE idea. Either way, and I know, I know we don't really like her, Maurice was actually a pretty damn good worker and a good heel. So for her to leave, kind of leaves WWE short of heels in the DVD division. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how they reshuffle like, Raw and SmackDown to get some more heels on the Raw brand. Yeah, you know, I mean, that was the big breaking news story today. Uh, Maurice Willett released from the WWE, which, you know, it, it's funny to me considering that her boyfriend is, uh, you know, one of the one of the big top draws in the company, The Miz, you know? Yeah, I mean, I thought that would kind of keep her around but the thing is Richie, she was just retur- returning from illness and, and injury so I mean something must have went down for her to quit I mean may- oh, get fired sorry um, maybe she wants to go do the modelling but uh, like I say it does leave now an open gap on Raw because apart from the Phoenix and, and Natalia there, there are no heels on that brand I mean the Bellas can't, can't turn face on Raw Tamina is a face. Alicia Fox is a face. Uh, there's no one really that I can think of apart from the uh, the Divas of Doom who are actually heels on that brand. So it'd be interesting to see um, what happens in terms of that. Uh, what else do we have? Now, apparently, and, and this is true, Vince McMahon has gone insane. Apparently, Vince McMahon was said to have freaked out over Zack Ryder's new T-shirt, which, of course... Uh, is take care, spike your hair. Apparently, he's upset with the word spike being in it because, of course, TNA is on Spike TV. Now, if it is true, Mr. McMahon has gone thickly insane. I think the guy is off his fucking rocker. I mean, look, if you're going to get that upset over take care, spike your hair, the T-shirt, which, last I checked, was doing pretty damn good on the sales chart over at WWE.com. Um, yep. You're making money off of it. Now, if it was take care, spike your hair with the Spike TV logo, yeah, okay, I, I could maybe see how that could be an issue. Really? The word spike. And you're going to associate it with TNA Wrestling. That you really don't even consider competition. You've said that so many times in the past. Pretty I just, much. I don't get it, man. I mean, I really feel like Somebody needs to go and change Vince's diaper, put him back in the Depends, and roll him on down to Shady Acres, you know? Take him to that wrestling nursing home with the likes of Hulk Hogan and fucking Ric Flair and the Warrior and, you know, all the other old, old has-beens. You can, you can put Hogan and Brutus Beefcake in a room together. I mean, it's like they'd share the same bed anyway, so, I mean, it's all good. And it's quite bizarre because, as you say, that shirt was a top seller on .com. 
and because of, and and to kind of back up to uh, back up this this report, they've now changed the shirt. Like they are no longer ma- making the Spike Your Hair T-shirts. They're now making I think it's the Ultimate Broski T-shirt. So maybe there is some truth to that um, that report. What, what, what's, uh, what's, what's, what's next? Uh, take care, fix your hair. I mean, is that is that his way around it now? Because we can't use Spike. Yeah, and like, and like you say, Vincent Man has said so many times that TNA aren't competition. So why the hell would you freak out over nothing? You know what? Vince, uh, Vince has lost his fucking mind. I mean, that, that's all there is to it. We've talked about it. I don't know how many times on this show, on other shows on this network. You know, the the guy gets a rap for being a genius, a, a visionary, but you know. Even a great man sometimes, you know, senility gets the best of us. It's time to hang him up, Vince. And it's funny because in the chat room, um, Shifty brings it up. WWE actually did trademark the word broski last week. So if Zack Ryder was to leave WWE, WWE owned the word broski. I mean, if that's not milking a cow for all it's worth, I don't know what is. I mean, because. It, it, Here's a question for you, Crelly, and, and maybe you can help me out with this. You'd know more than I would. What I'm wondering is, since I haven't watched TNA in a while, when they right. started doing the Jersey Shore stuff, was Zack Ryder already around doing that stuff, or was TNA doing oh. the, the Jersey Shore stuff long before Ryder was doing it? I think Robbie E and Cookie, and Cookie were around first. But I think the idea is that Zack Ryder is not from the Jersey Shore. He's from the LI. So, the idea is that that writer is not from the from the Jersey Shore. Thus, they are not actually kind of uh, comparing to each other. But yeah, TNA did it first in that respect. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. I kind of assumed that was the case. I just, you know, I mean, for everything I, I for every time I crap on TNA, I, I try to be at least, you know, one hundred percent accurate in everything I've said. And I, I was just curious about that. Now this, now this should be fun. Apparently, they'll talk about reforming DX one more time with Shawn Michaels and Triple H involving Kevin Nash in some form. Now, do we really need to see another DX reunion, especially since Shawn is now retired? Does uh, that work? Well, I mean, and that's just the thing. He's not coming back to wrestle. Michaels has yeah. said his in-ring stuff is done. He's not coming Pretty back much. to wrestle. If he comes back, it would be in, you know, an on-air capacity, but it won't be a, you know, uh, as a wrestler. So by them teaming up, I mean, that means only one half of the tag team or the faction can wrestle against Nash. I mean, if you're going to do that, like, why not just use Billy Gunn and Rodog? Because you have Rodog there as well as an, as an agent. Bring in Billy. At least then you can have three-fourths of DX wrestling against Kevin Nash. By having DX reform with one guy that's retired and Hunter, in my opinion, it just doesn't work at I mean, all. I mean, if you want to reform DX, uh, you've already got Brian James working as an agent. You know, bring back Billy yeah. Gunn. Ref- you know, reform DX with those guys. They can still go. Yep. And if need be, bring up Sean Woman. I mean, yeah, I know I know he has hep C. You just can't do a match for their blade. And, when, and with the company now banning and blading... And bleeding, he'll be fine. But uh, what else do we have? Um, I'm sure we're good. I'm sure we'll talk about it later, later on. But the DLC for WWE 12 has been released, announced, and in my opinion, it looks pretty damn good. 
Yeah, you I know, mean, the, the DLC that they've released, uh, I know they released the Divas pack as well, which features the Bellas. Um, and I think Maurice is also a part of that DLC. No, it's Alicia Fox, Brie and Nikki Bella, Karma, Trisha, and Mickey Guerrero. Yes, Vicky Guerrero, you can now use her as a manager. Isn't that awesome? Or you I'm get... not quite sure why Brie and Nikki are DLC, considering they've been on the roster for the whole time since last year. Yeah, I mean, the big surprise here is Karma, who was there for a cup of coffee. Yeah, but you know the fact, like, that package might just sell well, because fans want to just kill the Divas with Karma. So, it'll be interesting to see. Now, I was looking around on one of the screenshots posted on the THQ website. And it was a picture of the WWE Universe. And one of the names listed was Dave Batista. Now, this is one guy that's not been announced yet, but have they kind of ruined his uh, um, his inclusion in the game? Um, like how- you know what? That's, that's the thing. Uh, WWE Magazine actually did an article where they talked about upcoming DLC packs and people that will be involved in DLC. They also mentioned the Macho Man Randy Savage. THQ has neither confirmed nor denied that Batista or Randy Savage or Jericho or anybody like that is involved in the DLC packs. But there is an article on the WWE magazine where they do specifically say that. So, uh, you know, I'm not really sure. If they're saying it, then it's probable that's the case. So but maybe Batista is a, uh, you know, a downloadable DLC legend uh, as part of the DLC. But, I mean, again... I've heard no confirmation whatsoever from THQ on that. Mm. And same with uh, Mick Foley. Mick Foley was also named in that article. And it's been like, I know Mick Foley keeps trying to tease it, but it it was announced by WWE.com on their website that when Raw has a three-hour show just prior to Survivor Series, he will be there. And Foley will also be on the UK tour because he's doing his stand-up tour, which I'm going to. So... Be pretty cool to see Mick Foley. Uh, now we're going to talk about a bit of TNA, and this week um, TNA has been a bit, not going to lie, a bit screwed up. Um, I, I, I know people often blamed Vince Russo for the screwed up booking, but with what happened over the last two weeks of tapings, um, makes me question who the hell's now, who like does that position of TNA booking make you insane? Because <laughs> Crowley, TNA makes me insane because, again, <laughs> you know, you, you talk about the booking over in that company, and I've been saying this for years. Their biggest problem is nobody knows how to fucking run a wrestling company. Nobody knows how to book angles and storylines, which is pretty fucked up considering they've got guys like Bischoff, who at one point in time was considered uh, a revolutionary in the wrestling business. I mean... The things that he did against the WWE or the WWF with Nitro, you know, using Ted Turner's money and, and the NWO really mm. kind of brought this industry to its knees and really, you know, basically almost brought Vince McMahon under. I mean, they almost destroyed the WWF with some of the stuff they've done. You fast forward, you know, many years later. And it is a travesty, the stuff that goes on in that company. Somebody, and I don't remember who did this, somebody on the SNS page posted a history of TNA of all their bad fucking angles. You know, I don't have to profess to you and tell you everything that they've ever done wrong. Somebody's done that for me. And they've put it 
in written form for you to go and read. But the bottom line is that TNA had the game plan going into Bound for Glory to put the championship on Bobby Roode until the Hulkster brother decided he would go on radio interviews and say that Bobby Roode wasn't ready, that Bobby Roode was a better heel, that a guy like James Storm or Jeff Hardy's the guy to go with, brother. And so we see Kurt Angle, the guy who everybody hails as the savior of TNA, the end-all, be-all, greatest athlete that's ever stepped foot in TNA. And he's injured. Has a great match with Bobby Roode. But rather than put Bobby Roode over, Hulk Hogan lobbies the day of Bound for Glory to keep the title off of Roode. To let Angle retain. Like, as, as bad as that is, I mean, what, what, what they did at the Impact tapings where they had Storm with the belt, that for them did pretty damn good ratings. It did. And, and do you know why it did good ratings? Because people heard that James Storm, a TNA original, won the championship. And to the originators who originally watched TNA and maybe not watched, have watched it since, you know, knowing James Storm is one of their boys, decided to tune in. I mean, make no mistake about it. It's not like, oh, just all of a sudden they got a great rating just because. There was a reason. Because there was a title that changed hands. Now, what does it say about Bobby Roode if he can't beat a guy like Kurt Angle who's legitimately injured? So the next night they decide, okay, well, we'll do something really quick and put the belt on James Storm. And then just a couple weeks removed from that, as far as the tapings are concerned, now it's it's worldwide news. If you didn't know this, I'm sorry. I hate to break your you know hurt your feelings or, or break kayfabe. Robert Roode is now the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. He beat James Storm at the Impact tapings, hit him with a beer bottle upside the head, and turned heel. Now I ask you, as a logical fucking person, Crelly, does that make any fucking sense to you whatsoever? I know they want to try to build something between Rude and Storm, but oh, wait, isn't AJ Styles next in line for a title shot? So once yeah. again, it makes no fucking sense whatsoever. If you had any stock in really building this, you should have let Rude win, continue to stay face, and had Storm go over Rude as a fucking heel down the line. What? At least wait. I mean, like, this whole like family breaking up could have went half a year. They could have teased it and teased it by having it happen on the impact tapings a week after Storm won the belt. Is jumping the gun, and I even said it on the program to rewind that that's kind of screwed up to a degree. Where fans like myself are like, "What's going on with this company?" I mean, I you know I paid and went to Bound for Glory. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the impact tapings following because of the shock value. But what they're doing now, they're doing what we accused WWE of doing. They are hot-shotting angles. And this angle was so hot-shotted that I don't really care about this angle anymore. I mean, you had Bischoff and his son closing out Impact. They have a lot of, t like, a lot of things to do now to save face. Because I honestly do not care about Bobby Roode turning heel. If anything, they could have waited until turning point. Be logical. Wait until turning point. Turning him heel. 
Well, you know, yeah, the name of the pay-per-view is called Turning Point. Think about it, folks. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that one out. You know, now the, the big angle is Eric Bischoff and his son, who apparently is becoming a wrestler. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't get it. I No. I, I don't watch the show. I don't profess to watch the show. I've tried to watch it a couple times to give it a chance to see if maybe I've been missing something. I'm not. I'm not missing anything. You know, I feel bad for all those TNA originals that, that continue to work there. I mean, at the end of the day, this company will never, ever be successful. I'm sorry. They've been around since 2002. They're never going to be successful. And yeah, more, I mean, more than likely, sooner rather than later, they're not even going to be around. Well, Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Well, they are making money. And they are still at a 1.12 rating. So they're not, they're not going to die anytime soon. They just won't get any bigger. And that's because, as you say, A, they're pre-taped. B, they have too many people in charge of the company. And C, they, have, they make so many stupid decisions that are funny. Okay. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but the one that kills me is, you know, I, I keep hearing about sponsor this, sponsor that. Um, your sponsor is Direct Insurance. Direct Insurance is not a nationwide company. It's mainly oh. in the South. Do you know how Bush League and how independent you look when you watch a pay-per-view or you watched Impact Wrestling and the fucking turnbuckle pad says Direct Auto Insurance? I mean, if it was a more worldwide company that gave them tons of money, it wouldn't be too bad. I mean, how about next week you have Big Al's Burger Barn on the fucking ring? You know, make it look well, like you're at the fucking county fair in fucking Alabama. Y'all, come on down. It's Big Al's Burgers. Sponsored. TNA Wrestling. Yeehaw. Now, I have to say to that people in the chat room, yes, this week's impact's got a 1.14. But that's because they were head-to-head with Beavis and Butthead and also, I believe, a, a baseball game. So they were kind of hard in competition. And I know that TNA got a 0.86 when they went live back on, back on like in January on Mondays, but that's because they were going head to head with Post Mania Raw, and this year's Post Mania with Shawn Michaels retiring, and that lot was freaking good. But they didn't have to go live on uh, Mondays to get good ratings. If they were on Thursday, they would get better ratings. And if they try to go live on Mondays. Apparently there is uh, Brett's Whorehouse in the chat room is going to be the next official sponsor of TNA Wrestling. Their slogan is, stop by and have a poke. And freaking um, But yeah, I mean, that whole direct uh, insurance thing, like that thing, it doesn't really ha- like help them per se. I mean, if you go to the impact zone... They have like a big cautioned off section for uh, direct um, insurance where, where you can win free shit. So you have to wonder how much TNA actually have control over that. I mean, is that a call by Panda Energy but to make some more money? We don't know. But I, later, that is Bush League. What happened with James Storm being too stubborn to represent TNA is stupid. 
Well, you know, it, it's like Trey and I talked about on WNL, uh, the podcast this past week, mm-hmm. since it wasn't live when we talked about it. You know, James Storm is too Southern. Bobby Roode's too Canadian. Eric Young's got a beard. <laughs> you know, I mean, at the end of the day, AJ Styles is too small. Uh, you know, Abyss is too fat. Samoa Joe's too fat. You know, everybody's too something. Except Hulk Hogan. He's just right. Put the belt on Hulk Hogan. Now I tell you, brother, the ratings will change. Yeah, they'll change, all right. They'll go from bad to fucking worse. To be fair, if TNA put, put the belt on Hulk Hogan, at least my belt that I bought at Bamboo Glory would actually be worth a bit more money. Because right now, I've got it signed by Angle, Jeff Jarrett, and Sting, and Hulk. So if Hulk wins it, at least that's like four world champions that have, that have actually where held did, it. Where did you have them sign the belt? On, on the back. Good, 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 good. I was about to say, please don't tell me that you like uh, had them sign the actual belt. No, it's 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 on the lever. No, oh, good deal. Good man, Charlie. Good man. So uh, what's it? Apparently, Gail Kim and um, Madden Rain won the, the Knockouts titles at tapings as well. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Gail Kim was meant to have a shot at the, the Knockouts title at turning point, but. Apparently not. I mean, unless they're going to have an angle where she wins all the belts. I don't know. But, I mean, I don't mind seeing Gail Kim back in TNA just because she was there when they started the whole knockout division. She was the main reason behind the knockout division. But you don't need a hot shot her straight to the number one contendership. Have a go through a few knockouts first. Like, like they did with Mickey James. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you know what though? I mean, I, I see where you're going with that. But it's the fucking knockout talk, tag team title. They don't fucking have knockout tag teams, really. I mean, it's a fucking bullshit title. It means nothing. Yeah. I mean, so they put the belt on a, you know, I know that the, the big argument is, oh, well, they're, they're putting the belt on a, on a WWE person. Well, I mean, Gail Kim was a WWE person, yes. But she's also been a diehard TNA person, too. Um, you know, it's one of those things. You know, you, you, you brought her in there. You gave her a little bit of fresh blood. You took the titles away from, uh, from Tara and Tess Mocker, who really weren't doing anything with them. And now I guess there's a feud brewing now that they've taken those belts. So it doesn't really bother me that they gave Gail, Gail Kim the uh, the belt. I don't really consider it one of those, oh, what's well, a TNA talent that uh, you know that won the belt, or it's a WWE talent that won the belt over a TNA yeah. talent. I mean, because she's been both consecutively. Um, I just feel like it was a way to them for them to really kind of go in and spruce up the storylines. The thing that I have a problem with more than anything is that Gail Kim, after that horrific run she had in the WWE, should have come in as one of the biggest baby faces in the company and should be helping the knockouts, not siding with Karen Jarrett. I mean, to me, that was ignorant. Once again, it goes back to bad fucking booking. Trey said this best. TNA is the company that likes to say, ah, you know, the Internet thinks they should be a fan favorite. The Internet thinks they should be a heel. Fuck it, we'll do it our way. You know, just to spite the IWC. So, I, I mean, I kind of feel like that's that's their booking premise. You know, Vince Russo or whoever else is, is back there writing the fucking show and trying to figure out what they want to do. Their biggest goal is not to go out and put on a good show. It's to fucking stump the Internet. It's to swerve you this week or to swerve you next week or to make you think this guy's a good guy and then only have him turn heel. I mean, really, don't be surprised if in the next two weeks... Bobby Roode is the fucking big guy in Immortal. It's going to happen. 
But the only problem with trying to swerve people to that degree is they are pre-taped. If they were alive, where we didn't see it coming, it might work. But with it being pre-taped, we all see the spoilers about a week in advance. But even if it's not, if it, even if it's live, Crelly, if if this guy turns face five times in, in in a month, and this guy turns heel two times in a month, and then goes back to being a face three times in a month, I mean, it doesn't fucking matter. At the end yeah. of the day, how is that good booking? How is that psychology? How is that telling a story? You know, Mr. Anderson is a key example. Yep. I mean, it just, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I mean, you bring up, you bring up Anderson, he said that he, they turned heel, uh, moment of weakness, then turned face, then turned heel. Yeah, Jeff Hardy, it was his idea to be a heel. Uh, Gail Kim, I'm not quite sure. I'm guessing this sets up for, um, like, at some point, you will have to turn face and become the biggest, biggest knockout there. I mean... I think they had Gilkin coming hill just because right now they only really have Love, Winter, and Rain as heels. So maybe they they need to equal up the heel to, uh, heel to face ratio, but I don't know to be honest. So they don't, don't either. They don't either, Crelly, and that's the problem. When, when it comes down true. to it, they don't fucking know either. And the thing that kills me about this whole rude storm title change is that you know everybody that originally wanted to see bobby Roode win that belt they're all upset now that james storm lost the belt to bobby Roode. and do you know why that is because they wasted this whole bound for glory series on pushing bobby Roode, screwing him over giving james storm a run and then having bobby Roode screw over james storm you know i mean they had the biggest pay-per-view of the year push set for bobby Roode. And they fucking blew it to do this stupid hotshot angle. And then to read the stupid comments from Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff saying, taking candy from a baby. Talking about the IWC internet marks. And Hulk Hogan saying, you know, suck it, haters. Yeah, yeah, we really proved something. You guys have proved nothing other than the fact that you're fucking idiots. That's all you've proved to everybody is that you're fucking morons. Who have no place in this business. None. Yeah, the idea of wrestling management is meant to get the fans interested in wrestling. To have Hulk Hogan put up on Twitter, like spend the whole time calling us the 10 percenters and trying to outsmart us. Why would you and I watch a product where the, the powers that be just insult us the whole time? I mean, you don't see Vincent Mann on Twitter saying that we're all dumbasses and how John Cena is going to win a belt for the 10th time just to spite us. It does make no sense to have Bischoff and Hogan doing that, but, you know, Bischoff's a jackass. I can say that from experience when I met him at Bound for Glory. Um, Hulk's not too bad, but generally Bischoff is not a nice guy. So, Well, you know, Hulk Hogan's only a nice guy to your face. You know, he does what he can to, to you know kind of mix it up out there and, and make you think he gives a shit but at the end of the day i've heard so many people talk about how much of a dick hulk hogan is behind the scenes it's not even funny well you say that i mean when i got my my belt signed by hulk hogan my, my mate was about heart like like the, like the queue was massive so, so my mate was about 20 minutes behind me and my, my mate gets up to hulk and um 
and how goes, oh yeah, look, and and I never another British guy. Hopefully, this guy is smart, smart than, than the last one. And of course, I was the last British guy. So that just shows you how two-faced Hulk Hogan can be. I mean, Sting was cool, Flair was cool, Hulk Hogan was kind of a dick, but that's just my opinion. Um, what do we have? Uh, now this is kind of it didn't link to anything, but um, there was a report saying that Gerald Briscoe had passed away. Uh, it was kind of confirmed by DDP, but then it, it was announced by Rodog and Paul Bearer that it was actually not right and that DDP had just got some bad information. So um, Gerald Briscoe is not passed away. He's still in um, in, in intensive care, but hopefully he gets better. About that. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I do want to send my thoughts and prayers out to the Briscoe family, and, and I hope that uh, Gerald recovers. You know, obviously someone we've had on the alumnus section here um, as an interview on the Pro Wrestling Rewind, and, and uh, you know, Gerald Briscoe's a class act, and, and I wish him the best. Mm-hmm, I agree. So do you have any other wrestling-based news? I, you know what, man? I really don't. Uh, I, I just, you know, the, the, the big news really with, with Maurice, I... I kind of was caught off guard with that one. I wasn't yeah, I mean, expecting I, that. Oh, so him, and people were like, oh my God, check to do it. I was like, why? Why? What? I was like, Maurice released? Really? I mean, is, is this one giant work? Because we know that, that that Maurice is dating the Miz. Maybe they could use it as a storyline. But no, it's, it's legit. If she quit because she wants to do modeling, fair place to her. If, if WWE fired her for some reason, I don't really know why they would. She's hot as hell. I don't really see. Her, I, I don't see her going to TNA. Uh, mainly because who, who she's dating. But I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see over the next few weeks what comes out about this release because, like, like I say, it was quite out of the like left field. So time will tell what actually happened to, that, that led to her leaving the company. Oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's just a matter of time. We'll find out what happened, and you know, if it is something that they mutually agreed on, then. You know, maybe Maurice had been so banged up and hurt that, you know, she felt like, you know, I can't come back to this environment and I can't do this anymore. And if that's the case, then, you know, maybe it was best that they parted ways. Maybe she's got movie deals. You know, maybe she's got outside projects. I mean, Maria was let go. We know that firsthand because she wanted to do outside projects and Vince was putting his foot down and said, nope, can't do it. And that's the reason that she was kind of let go. So, I mean... It makes sense from that standpoint, but only time will tell. I mean, we're just getting the news today. We'll know more about it later on in the week, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you can earn the same amount of money doing, like, photo shoots and film that you can as to do wrestling, I would take the, I, I would take the photo shoots and film because you don't have to hurt yourself as much. So if that's what's going down, fair play to her, and we wish her the best because she is a, a fantastically looking girl, so... We'll see, we'll see what happens, and that's my news done for this week. All right, man. Well, uh, I know you're tired, man. I know it's, it's been rough for you, so... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I've been ill, but I today I finally got a job, so I've got some money coming in to, to be finally, so I'm going to kind of hit the hay. I might, uh, I might just listen to the show in the background whilst I sleep, but yeah, you, you have fun with the show and have fun talking to Sean about Battlefield and whatever. All right, which, man. Which, 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 by the way, is, is a great game, Battlefield is. So I'll see you all next week, and DJ, man, I'll talk to you soon. 
All right, Crowley, you take it easy, man. Get some sleep. Hope you feel better. Okay. Peace. All right, guys. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and hit our commercial break, come back with the sensational sequel, Sean. And I know he's got gaming stuff he wants to talk about. I mean, I hope we're not doing, like, 20 different reviews today, but uh, we'll see what the future holds. I do know he wants to talk a little bit about Batman Arkham Asylum and some other things. So with that being said, guys, stay tuned to more Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. We'll be right back. KID started in 91 in the state of NC. In the place to be, your boy paid his dues. When hell to visit spot, all the marks are through. Vertebraker, we'll break your spine. Vertebraker, does the trick every time. Vertebraker, we'll slap your face. Vertebraker. Uh, you knew me as Sugar Shane. You may have known me as the Hurricane, but this is the Shane event, Shane Helms. And you're listening to Unplugged on the SNS Network. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, triple W dot headlocks to headlines dot com. You know, in the world of pro wrestling radio, there's always someone out there who will always try to get under your skin. I want to really drive Andy to the point where he wants to choke me out. Because I'm going to drive him right off the edge of the cliff. They'll always try, but in the end, it always comes down to the truth. That moment when uh, Silent Rage blows the gasket, this match is over. You know, I'm really just a nice guy at heart, but... Don't piss me off, okay? I mean, come on. The truth is going to hurt someone. Catch your weekly search for the truth right here on the Pro Wrestling Rewind every Wednesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network. He was the youngest undisputed WWE champion in history. He defeated a global box office sensation to win that title. Now, after an extended absence, he's back. And this time, the gloves are off. He's bigger, badder, and better than ever before. Here comes the pain. Only in WWE 12.
I was devastated. It was, um, I can't even put it to words. It's one of those things that I mean, to this day does get me emotional because it isn't, you know, you know, it wasn't fun being that guy. Two legendary superstars. One bitter rivalry that still resonates today. We're crossing lines where it's going to get ugly. I don't want to work with him. I'm done. I felt shafted by Sean. Now, for the first time ever, get the inside story of what really happened in Montreal from the superstars themselves in this special DVD release, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross conducts the most in-depth interview ever done with these two icons as they sit side by side and discuss their story WWE careers from their early days to the collision course that culminated in the most controversial match in WWE history. This comprehensive free DVD set is packed with career-spanning Rocker vs. Hart Foundation, Sean vs. Fred matches, and their complete Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. From friends to bitter rivals to their emotional reconciliation. WWE Home Video presents Shawn Michaels vs. Bret Hart. Available now. Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer Sean Beckerman brings you pro wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. It's go time. This community service announcement is brought to you by our good friends at What Would Fans Do? So, uh, Randy, what did you think of the Eric Bischoff comments towards bashing the IWC? He's in TNA. When does his opinion matter in the first place? <laughs> Total no-action wrestling. <laughs> well, Bischoff says the 10 percenters of the IWC are irrelevant. Also, he's in TNA. Does that make him relevant? Because I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that many of the old WCW fans think he's way past his prime anyway. <laughs> well, I don't know who's a big douchebag, uh, Hogan or Bischoff. Let's not forget Laurinaitis. No, there is, there is a difference to that. Laurinaitis is a cocksucker, <laughs> not a douchebag. Well, I, I do think being in a room with those three guys, Hogan, Bischoff, and Laurinaitis, it, it would be like doing rhythmic gymnastics through a swarm of bees. Like, no matter what, it's just going to be really painful. <laughs> or being Vince Russo and getting speared through a cage by Goldberg. TNA <laughs> <laughs> uh, sucks. This community service announcement has been brought to you by your good friends from What Would Fans Do? This is Rikishi, and you're listening to SNS Radio. Stay tuned and don't touch that dial.
All right, guys, we're back right here on Unplugged, the SNS Radio Network, and you heard it from the big man himself, the guy that likes to back that ass up, and he's back in the play over here on the SNS Radio Network. That, of course, was Rikishi. Very good interview here on Unplugged this past year. And before we jump into the gaming segment, I do want to say that once again, the time has come to go ahead and put in your nominations for for interview of the year, show of the year, kind of stuff like that over at audiowrestling.com. The Wrestling Radio Awards are upon us again. I think they're happening uh, January, I think, 31st. I could be wrong, but they are going down in January of 2012. So uh, once again, we're going to ask you guys to uh, definitely put your thoughts out there once the nominations are out and you know put those votes out there and, and vote for the shows, especially on this network, that you feel are deserving of that. So uh, with that being said, Let's go ahead and go to the phone line. I believe joining me right now on the phone line, it is the host of the gaming segment, ladies and gentlemen, the sensational sequel. Sean, what's going on? How's it going, guys? And uh, let me just say it's great to be back. Uh, JJ, glad you're feeling a bit better. I know that uh, we haven't had a chance to talk in a while, but, I mean, you were pretty bad off last time I heard you, so glad you're back. I'm definitely glad to... uh, be back on the air definitely it's been a been a while and definitely go go vote for the wrestling radio awards i mean i'm, I'm hoping to pull out a uh show of the year for uh, unplugged but i don't know if that'll happen uh so definitely get them out there for the shows that you think should be the best uh definitely hope to see uh trey and yourself get show of the year again for wrestling news live for what would it be a fourth year actually if wrestling news live gets show of the year this year then we will be tied with get in the ring which no longer has a show but they are four-time show of the year winners and trey and i right now are ahead of the pack and i do believe that if we end up getting that one more year we're going to tie with uh with get in the ring for four-time show of the year and you know trey and i eagle the egotistical bastards that we are uh we obviously want to not only tie with them we want to beat get in the ring we want to be a five-time show of the year um, oh yeah so i mean keep those votes coming i mean if you feel like wrestling news live is is the show then you know vote for it if you don't then don't i mean you know everybody's got their own opinion and i'm not, I'm not swaying you either way but do what you feel you need to do i'll sway you vote I, for wrestling I mean, news live or unplugged one zoo get it right or don't you know and, and I'm, I'm really pulling that this year that we can spread the love around to some of the other shows. I really, more than anything else, and I know we had a great interview with China back on WNL. We had a great interview with Linda Hogan. Uh, we've had some really good interviews on Unplugged uh, for Female Interview of the Year. But I really feel that based upon the fact that this was Andy Knowles' lifelong dream to get Mickey James on his show, and we made that happen, and he pulled out a stellar one, I really hope that the gods are smiling above and grant the power Andy Knowles, female interview of the year for the Pro Wrestling Rewind for Mickey James. Definitely. Andy deserves that. Uh, if I could ask that. Santa Claus for anything for Christmas, that's what it would be. <laughs> definitely hope Andy gets that because he deserves it. Uh, it was definitely his, as you said, lifelong dream to get Mickey James. So you know, here's hoping yeah, he gets no, it. No, no I'll doubt. definitely be voting for that one. No doubt. You know, Last year, this network brought home five awards. I want more this year. I'm a greedy bastard. I remember that cake, too. You sent me a picture of that cake that Harmony got. That was pretty cool. Yep. 
I hope to see another one just like it as soon as we win six, seven, all the awards. I mean, heck, love to see that cake when she gets that. We'll see what happens, man. I think it, it, we've had a banner year. I know last year was a great year for us, but I, I have to say that I think this year was uh, a better year than last year. I mean, we really had some milestones this year. Definitely. Shawn Michaels, I mean, amazing interview. I know a lot of people have said they're, they're voting for that one. But, I mean, we've got Kevin Nash and Scott Hall both. I mean, there's some huge interviews that we did on the network. But, I mean, we've had some great, amazing shows on the network also. I mean, especially with the adding of What Would Fans Do, Beyond the Bell. Uh, names exclude me now. Wow. Beyond the Bell, What Would Fans Do, Elite Force right. Podcast. There's so many shows Elite on Force. this network. And, yeah, there, there is. And, you know, I mean, I want to break away from, from just doing a, a, a whole network promo right now. But I do want to say keep your eyes and ears to the SNS Radio Network because I don't want to make any big announcements right now. But as it's looking at the moment, it looks like we might be adding one or two more shows to the lineup in the very near future on this network that might actually stretch a show out to every night of the week. That's all I'm going to say right now. So keep on the lookout for that. This network is getting bigger. Things are happening. And I appreciate each and every one of you for being not only listeners of this network, but really being a part of it, being part of this family, because we do it for you. Uh, we do it because we enjoy it. You know, I mean, obviously, we're not making money on this thing, and, and that's cool. But the fact that you guys tune in each and every week and you're just as much a part of the show as I am or Trey is or, or anybody else on this network means the world to us. So thank you. Definitely. I mean, more shows is awesome. But, J.J., we have to think about you too, brother. You need, a, you need some time off. So, I mean, we've got to get you some days off. We cannot have you working every day of the week well i don't work every day of the week so don't worry about that <laughs> well well let's just keep that on the on the back burner we can't have you working every day of the week so we'll have to talk about that one a little bit a little later but i mean definitely um more shows is going to be amazing the, sh the network is, is network is as best as it ever will be no the network will be even better as soon as we can get these new shows on and possibly whatever JJ has cooking later on down the road. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be huge once these new shows get on here. So, you ready to talk some gaming news? Let's do it, man. Okay, I got a few stories, and I've definitely got some talking about Arkham City and uh, Battlefield 3. So, let's start off with the first thing up is Target is offering a buy two, get one free deal on games all of next week. Basically, Uncharted 3 comes out on Tuesday. You can go buy Uncharted 3, buy Battlefield 3, and then get another game for free. So, I mean, you can go pick up Arkham City along with that. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, Target's definitely throwing out the gauntlet to every other store out there today. All right, this week. So, have fun if you go to Target, buy some games, get something new. It's definitely going to be... Uh, a great week for gamers. Um, if you bought DC Universe online earlier last year or so, guess what? It's about good to free to play. Uh, free to play means basically you can download the game, play it online, and you don't have to pay a monthly fee. It is be going is going free to play on November first. So, what will happen is it will have microtransactions for different things. 
probably uh, they haven't released anything on it on it but most likely what it'll be is you'll pay for the expansions and stuff like that uh, once it's released I'll give you, you guys a little bit of information on that but DC Universe Online once again goes free to play on November 1st wow a story what's up I said wow go ahead okay a story that I've talked about before um, Bethesda uh, filed a lawsuit against I who's the company I can't remember who the company was Interplay uh, filed a lawsuit against Interplay because Interplay was working on a Fallout MMO. Turns out, uh, the lawsuit is basically the injunction that was filed has been been killed off. Uh, Interplay can continue working on their Fallout MMO, which is huge news for Interplay and fans of the Fallout series because we could possibly, within the next few years, actually get a Fallout MMO. But Bethesda did file an injunction appeal which has also been denied. So what this means is the lawsuit between Bethesda and Interplay is still going on, but the injunction that was placed so that Interplay could stop work has been taken away. So Interplay can continue working and actually get more more work into this game and hopefully get at least three quarters of it done so that when they have to go to court, they can just look at the judge and say, hey, we're almost done with this. We'll share the profits if they'll let us finish. So it's interesting to hear what Bethesda and Interplay will have to say once it gets down the road about um, once it gets down the road to the point where they're actually almost done and the and the the court battle continues. So we'll see how that goes, but it's definitely going to be big news once Interplay does finish this if they're allowed to finish this. Second, um, one of the biggest news stories this week, and I definitely—I don't know if you've heard about this, JJ, but I know I posted multiple um, articles about it on the SNS Facebook page. But GTA 5, Grand Theft Auto 5, has been announced by Rockstar this week, and will be launching in 2013 or 2012. Excuse me. Get the fuck out. Nope, they have announced it, and. One of the bigger news stories is expect a trailer. The first trailer with any information will be released on November 2nd, which is next Wednesday. So it's going to be huge. And a report has come out that says that the GTA 5 will be set in Los Angeles and will, re and will feature multiple playable characters. So this is big news because it's set in Los Angeles. The last game they had in, Los in the Los Angeles type area was San Andreas so I'm curious as to how they're going to have this so definitely next Wednesday is going to be a big day for a lot of gamers who love Grand Theft Auto could it be, um, the, could it be the return of CJ it's possible I mean there's no telling with Rockstar um, I know that a game uh, a gaming website actually released a picture of um, LA Noir with it and I was a little confused I was like why are they putting why are they actually um, doing L.A. Noir style with Grand Theft Auto? But I was completely wrong. Um, so, I mean, we could see um, the return of CJ. We could see a lot of other places. So, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what comes of the trailer next Wednesday. And I'm just like Trentavious uh, Pope in the chat room. I'm really excited to see what this has, has to come out because... 
GTA has been one of those games that I've enjoyed playing every time that a new one's come out. So we'll definitely see what comes of this. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this. Have you ever heard of the Phoenix Wright uh, Ace Attorney uh, series for the DS, Nintendo series? I have not. I have not. It's basically where you play a lawyer, and you get to throw off um, different different things. Uh, the, the, the words ex ex escape me for the moment, but um, what's what I'm what I'm, what I'm going on about here is Phoenix Wright the movie will be coming out in February in Japan. Unfortunately, there have no been there have been no announcements for the U.S. release, which I am really curious about. Because Phoenix Wright is a really good game on the DS, and the movie is actually looking very interesting. So if they did this right, this could be a really good movie for Nintendo to put towards um, th their docket to say, "Hey, we're, we need to make some money." So here's a here's a movie about a game we have have out there. So I mean, it would be really cool to see if this comes out in the United States, even if it doesn't. I at least hope they dub the lines so I can at least watch it or at least subtitle it. I don't care. I just want to see Ace Attorney, Phoenix Wright. You know, I'm looking in the chat room right now, and, and people are talking about uh, DJ says, no, 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 it's all about Saints Row 3. I am really looking forward to playing some Saints Row 3. I, I, you know, i got to be honest. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to try and uh, get an interview with one of the developers for Saints Row 3 right here on the program. Uh, so that we can find out more before the game releases on, what is it, November 15th, I think it comes out? Um, it comes out just around the same time as It's November um, 15th, yeah. So, yeah. It comes out the week before uh, WWE 12, so it's November 15th. Yeah, so. I've got a very busy week coming up. Um, definitely uh, November, what is it? November 7th, I've got to work at the Midnight Sale for um, GameStop for the Call of Duty we're getting a 16-person uh, tournament bus to come out for free, so the Marines can play on the um, on the game on the tournament bus. And all right, all right, all right. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm looking at the, the fucking chat room, and Bronx is 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 getting on my nerves now. Um, for the record, and I was talking with Charles Shane earlier tonight. For the record. I unboxed my new Xbox today. Fuck right off. And I'm going to tell you why I did it. Because I'm a good fucking person. And the reason I say that, when you say, well, why are you a good person? Because you unboxed your Xbox. Because a very good friend of mine, someone that I entrust my child to on a daily basis, their Xbox broke down while he was playing Call, or excuse me, Battlefield 3. And granted, they're not able to get a new Xbox anytime soon. So I kind of made a deal in which they're going to get my Xbox and my uh, 120 gig hard drive, the old one that I have. So I transferred all my stuff over today to the new one, and I'm taking my old Xbox to them tomorrow. Because I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> That I'm there to help out my friends when they need me. And it was a, it was a beneficial deal. It was something that I got out of this too. So yes, Bronx, the Xbox is now working. It's unboxed. And Harmony is probably watching Netflix as we speak. Probably. So there you go. For all the people that think I'm an asshole, I'm actually a pretty good guy. 
I never thought. As Harmony is laughing in the background. Oh, thanks, dear. You're awesome. Anyway, Sean. <laughs> I mean, we've got a, I've got a pretty busy week coming up work wise. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be uh, pretty crazy coming up in November. A lot of game releases, a lot of things to play, a lot of work to be done. So it's definitely going to be crazy. But I digress, as you just digressed. Um, Battlefield Three. If you bought Battlefield Three for the PS3. You might have had a little problem. Um, you were supposed to get a copy of Battlefield 1943 uh, along with, which would have been a, uh, a code in the box. Unfortunately, EA kind of messed up and didn't include these codes with the Battlefield 3 games. So instead, all PS3 owners that bought, uh, bought Battlefield 3 will be getting the DLC a lot earlier. And this comes off a deal that EA and Sony have now where it's more of an exclusive, exclusive, exclusivity deal, I guess is the word of it. Um, just like Infinity Ward and Activision have with Xbox where they get the release um, early, PS3 and EA, uh, Sony and EA have their deal now also. So this is pretty cool. For the PS3 owners, I mean, it's definitely going to be an interesting thing to hear what people have to say about the DLC when it when it's released, especially back to Carkland, which should be coming out very soon. But it'll be it'll be released for PS3 owners first, since they did kind of get screwed over. So, um, hopefully, wah, that... wah, wah. and no, that's not the penguin. That's me fucking crying for all you PS3 owners. Well, they did get screwed over, and I do see where they're coming yeah, from. I you're mean, right, they you're, did. They bought a fucking Sony. Anyway, moving on. Eh, I'm having fun with my PS3 again. I can say it. Um, I bought the show, MLB The Show 2011, and I've been having a lot of fun with it. So, I'll claim it. I've been having some fun with my, my PS3. Talk a little numbers right quick. Batman Arkham City shipped 4.6 million in its first week. How many out of that 4.6 did it sell? Two million games were sold. I believe those are only North American numbers alone. That there's not worldwide numbers, but two hold on, million. Hold, of what game is this? Arkham City, Batman Arkham City. Uh, I was under the impression they said that that was shipped. Shipped was four point six million. Okay, okay. Two million were sold. Oh, that's good. Definitely good. It's definitely good to hear that. Um. Batman Arkham City is such a huge game. And I mean, I was looking at my Game Informer this week. Game Informer gave Batman Arkham City a 10. This is the first game it's giving a 10 to in a year and a half. And it even called Batman Arkham City the best game to use a license ever. So, I mean, this is pretty big coming from Game Informer, which is owned by GameStop. I mean, this was really big, and I'm really glad that Batman Arkham City got this because it, it's an amazing game. And, I mean, that's all my... Well, I got one more news story before I jump into talking about Arkham City. Modern Warfare 3. Let's talk a little bit about this. Modern Warfare 3, which is two discs on the Xbox 360 and the PC, apparently. Um, a disc, a copy... Uh, disc 2, actually. Here it is. Disc 2 was stolen from a factory in Fresno, California, which ships out the games and has actually been released online so pirates have been able to get their hands on this disc. 
No one knows what's on this we got the disc. Arr. If you don't like it, we'll make you walk the plank. Arr. But the biggest news is one person who actually started playing this game was fined $5,000. Darn, shiver me timbers. And he faces a permanent ban from being able to play on Infinity Ward and Activision servers. That's pretty crazy. Um, he posted on Craigslist, do not buy MW3 before release date. They will come and get you. He wrote on Craigslist, I've already went through that. Dari should be walking the plank. <laughs> but, I mean, that's um, that's pretty big news for that. Let me talk a little bit about Arkham City and Battlefield 3, and I've got some movie news that we can talk about right quick. But um, Arkham City, if you haven't played it, like I've said, is one of the best games out there right now. I mean, it's definitely a very high chance for Game of the Year from every single site out there, which there's a possibility Skyrim could un un undo it. Call of Duty Modern Warfare could probably undo it. It doesn't matter. My vote right now is for Arkham City, and it goes through, it's, it's open world, it goes through a lot of things. Um, the biggest thing was the ending of the game. I'm going to throw this out there right now. This is a spoiler. So you have five seconds to lower your audio, whatever you want to do. But this is spoiler. So five, four, three, two, one. The ending fight is with Clayface. Clayface, if you don't know who Clayface is, Clayface can basically morph into anybody he wants. He can morph into Joker. He can morph into Penguin. He can morph into Batman himself if he wanted. He, he can morph into anybody. While... Let me get let me get let me tell you the story a little bit. Joker is poisoned by a virus that he got from the Titan um, serum, whatever you want to call it. I uh, basically got sick off of that. He gives Batman the virus also. In the process of doing this, Mister Freeze has been working on a cure for this for Joker, and Batman goes and gets the cure from Mister Freeze. Harley Quinn steals that cure. And as during the final fight, Batman drinks the cure and saves some for the Joker. As they talk about giving the cure, Clayface attacks Batman. Batman drops the, the cure, and Joker is trying to drink this as, as it's on the ground. Clayface is... You go through the whole final boss fight. Clayface... This is the big part that... I want to talk about because a lot of people miss this because of the whole the whole big severity of the ending. Clayface actually falls into Raj Al Ghul's Lazarus Pit. Do you know what the Lazarus Pit does, JJ? Well, I'm considering that since it's a Lazarus, that it obviously brings you back to life. Lazarus Pit, the Lazarus Pit actually does bring you back to life. It regenerates you. It makes you almost immortal. It's what's kept Raj Al Ghul alive for 600 700 ever how long ever how old he really is but it messes with the mind the big thing i have with this is clayface fell into it what does this mean this means that clayface is possibly your third your boss your your main villain for for arkham 3 why do i say this and jj i don't know if you've seen this but i'm about to spoil it for you too um the big thing is joker dies in the end of the game. Oh, well, thanks for fucking ruining it for me there, Sean. <laughs> I'm sorry, JJ. 
Um, like, I, you said you were going to kind of talk about it. You didn't say you were going to, like, completely rip it to fucking shreds and tell me the fucking story. But th- it's the biggest whole thing because it's the hugest, it's the biggest twist in the entire game. English, Sean, speak it. The, the, the big thing is I actually cried during the ending of the game. I will claim it. It was huge. I cried. Um, the, the big thing was... Batman actually walks out of the final fight with Joker in his arms. He walks past Joker's gang, walks out, places the body on Gordon's car, and walks off. That was the final video of the whole game. It was pretty crazy. Um, I cried. I will claim it because I'm a huge Batman fan. I love Batman. Joker was one of my favorite villains of all time next to the Penguin. The Penguin is a huge villain. And not a lot of people will say it, but Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy is a pretty crazy villain. And if you don't know who Solomon Grundy is, um, there's a quote that actually, they don't play in the, in the, they play a little bit of it in the game. It basically goes like this. Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday, christened on a Tuesday, married on Wednesday, took ill on Thursday, grew worse on Friday, died on Saturday, Buried on Sunday. This is the end of Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy, however, cannot die. He is born and killed within the same week, and then he repeats the whole process over again. So he had to remember this entire line. Solomon Grundy is just used by a lot of villains, and it's pretty crazy. But Solomon Grundy was in the game. Pretty crazy fights between him and the Penguin. But um, okay, this is what I was looking for. This this is actually what we're gonna. This has got to be some background ambiance. No way to talk about Batman, really. <laughs> oh, I got a live one here. That's Caesar Romano. No, that's Jack Nicholson. Okay. It's been a while since I've heard. I've actually been watching the original Batman show, and it sounded a little bit like Peter Romano. I thought I, thought I would, uh, since we're talking about Batman, let's go ahead and play some Bat Dance in the background. Oh yeah, of course. Definitely got to. But the game, really, the whole the whole point I did want to talk about, and I'm sorry to spoil it to you, JJ, but I'm sorry to spoil it to everyone else. Um, Mark Hamill will not be coming back. Uh, he has emphysema, and it causes a lot of problems when he's doing voiceover work. And he announced uh, earlier in the year he will not be coming back to do Joker anymore because of his health problems. So this was the way they got they took out Mark Hamill. It sucks that they took him out like this, but I don't know. Um, it was rumored that Kevin Conroy did some extra voiceover work for an expansion-type game that will be released... Um, for the online, excuse me, for the online um, servers and all that, so we'll see how that comes up. Uh, it'll be DLC at some point in, in the future. Um, but Clayface was the big thing I, w- I definitely want to talk about. Clayface falling into the Lazarus Pit is huge because a lot of people don't remember it happened. They were so focused on Joker, and that was it. But when Clayface basically becomes liquid and falls into the Lazarus pit, they stop paying attention to it. 
But I mean, it's definitely a huge moment when that happened because it definitely showed that hey, this could this is definitely a area where they can make a third game off of it. And it's definitely was one of those things where I saw it and I was kind of like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen here. And I thought he was going to come back out of the pit and become more stronger, but he didn't. So I'm curious to see what happens here. Don Bronx has actually a good, good question here. Maybe Clayface bonds with the Lazarus Pit and becomes almost a god. Well, that, that or that, or he ends up with the California Raisins and they go on tour as Claymation. Oh my lord! I cannot believe you. Um, but it's definitely going to be a, a curious question to see what happens of that. Battlefield Three. Talk about this a little bit. Everyone in the chat room, tell they tell them they can. Up their audio again. I don't feel like typing it. Um, Battlefield 3. Wait a minute. This is awesome. Wait, 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 wait. Hi. Bruce Wayne. I tried to avoid all this, but I can't. I just gotta know. Are we gonna try to love each other? Stop the press. Who is that? Kiki Vale. I just really love you know, this video. <laughs> you know what's funny? As you're playing this on Adult Swim right now, they're doing the Papa Rapa um, skit from Robot Chicken. It's pretty hilarious. Battlefield 3. Let's, let me just lay it down right now. Battlefield 3 t tries to take itself so seriously in the game that I can't take it serious. It, it's, uh, hold on a second. Bronx, I'm playing the first shit that... What? He says, JJ, play the print shit that Joker played in the first Batman with Jack Nicholson. Uh, hello? It's what I'm playing right now. It's called Bat Dance. Uh, you're talking about Party Man. This is like a melding of like all the fucking songs from that. Blended into one video called Bat Dance. This is the epic right here. This is the alpha, the omega, the end all, the be all. This is the shit right here. So shut the fuck up and listen. Go ahead, Sean. Uh, Battlefield 3, like I said, was released this week, and it, it tries to take itself too seriously. The single-player campaign, I had actually stopped playing single-player campaign because it started reminding me too much of Homefront, where it tries to be so serious in everything, in its entire story, that as you're playing along, you're kind of like, why am I doing this? Why am I playing this game? And don't get me wrong, Homefront was a good game. The only problem with Homefront, the single player campaign was three hours long. That was it. That was my my only problem with that game. 
Multiplayer was really good. They did a great job on the multiplayer. Single player sucked. Single player was only three hours long. I like I said, I had to stop Battlefield 3's campaign because I was just like, forget this. So I switched over to multiplayer. First day multiplayer for the Xbox 360, the servers are down. Um, the big thing about that was they had a huge traffic spike, 400% uh, higher than any of any other Battlefield uh, release, which is 400% is huge number. So I'm I'm really it's really crazy how that spiked up and they weren't expecting this. I mean, this game was hyped up so massively that they couldn't they couldn't proceed. They, they, could, they couldn't expect it. And this is it was really stupid on their part because they should have been prepared. I remember earlier this year a multiplayer game was released and one of these servers actually caught fire because of so much traffic that was going on through it that it actually overheated and caught fire. And they have to take the servers down. I believe that was Homefront, actually. Homefront, one of the servers caught fire. So, I mean, they weren't expecting it for that. Homefront wasn't expecting it. But Battlefield 3 should have expected it. Um, my only problems with the game is, so far, there's spawn camping. Um, you, when you spawn, you can spawn 10 feet beside a, an opponent, and you don't even realize it. They know you're there. They'll turn around and shoot you immediately. Um, snipers, which I'm a huge sniping. I love camp. I don't love camping. Let me take that back. I love just sniping. So, snipers are very well nerfed, as the term is. Nerfed means ba they basically have not as much power as they should. Um, there's a few other problems. I mean, the game isn't balanced well enough. You you. You get upgrades for one gun. They don't go for the other gun that you also have on the opposite faction, which sucks a lot because I'll up, I'll get the laser sights for the Type O mod, which is the we'll call it the enemy team. I'll get that one for the sniper rifle, but on my, on the American the the home team we'll call it um, we don't get the same upgrade. That's just completely stupid. They should have let you use both mods for both sets. So it was one of those things. I, I just Battlefield 3 is an okay game. It's an okay, it's too focused on the multiplayer, which is a good thing. But um, they tried to be too serious with the single player, and it sucks. So um, that's my, t my take on Battlefield right now. I posted a quick. <laughs> I'm sorry you lost JJ. Um, I, I took a quick first day review of it on the website, on the SNS Facebook page. <coughs> it was one of those things where I just had to talk about it. I hear so. you. I hear you. You know what? I'm actually going to pick up Modern Warfare 3. Modern Warfare 3 is going to be an amazing game. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, the only problem is it releases the same week as Skyrim, which is looking to be a huge release. Um, so... I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, that comes out. Modern Warfare 3 comes out on the 7th. Oh, 8th, excuse me. And then just three days later on Friday, Skyrim is released. So it's a holiday in America. So 
definitely uh, going to be a busy week for myself. Well, JJ knows that, knows that as soon as he uh, he gets some moolah, which is going to be real quick, hopefully, that uh, he's going to be picking up a few games. Like I said, I got to pick up Arkham City. I'm I'm already like fucking jonesing for that one. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm obviously picking up Saints Row the Third, WWE 12, and obviously Modern Warfare 3. So, uh, looks looks like my gaming is is going to be split between all those. Oh yeah, WWE 12. I cannot wait for. I really am looking forward to that, and definitely after the release I saw today of the belt pictures, the the belt list, I'm really happy with that, and I really can't wait. To I, see I'm disappointed that that the Wing Diggle belt's not there. I, I I have to I have to admit, you know, <laughs> I'm a little upset that one's not there because I would have loved to have that one over uh, some of the other belts in there. But you know, it is what it is. Maybe next year. I, I'm gonna. A- I'm going to be all over THQ to put that in there next year. All over them. Anthony has a line in the uh, chat that says, JJ, I think it's time to admit that you have a problem. Might be a game addict. I will say, first off, I'm a game addict. I, uh, it's a bad thing. I have to get my fix every couple of days. So, yeah. Well, you know, let me, let me say this. I used to be a gaming addict. There used to be a time when I would literally play all the time. And I got to be honest, man, I... The last game I played was Fallout, and that was probably a week ago. I've been so I'm, I'm so busy in my life that I really don't have a lot of time to play games. Yeah, um, you I, know, I know the same thing. I mean, half the time my Xbox is on, and you people see me on uh, online. It's not really me. It's Harmony watching Netflix or yeah. doing something on there. I mean, I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. I I haven't played a game in a while. I think the last time I actually did see you online was you were either playing Alpha Protocol or you're playing Fallout Three. Yeah, exactly. Um, Anytime I do see you online, it's usually Harmony watching Netflix, which, I mean, it's, it's still a good thing. I mean, Netflix is pretty awesome. So, I definitely, but I, like I said, I can't wait for WB12. And I'm definitely looking at doing a few interesting things with that. Because um, I'm looking at picking up something that might actually be different for me. Because I want to record some matches from my game to my, my, my PC. So, I'm looking at trying that for the first time. So it's going to be very interesting to see if I can do that. Yeah, you and I need to have a talk later. So That doesn't sound good. <laughs> okay. Um, so I got a few mo- movie news things that we'll, I definitely want to talk about. Um, Paranormal Activity 3 was released about a week or so ago. It had a record debut. $54 million in its first weekend at box office. Um, also coming out was Three Musketeers, which came out at eight eight million eight hundred thousand, and then Johnny English Reborn, which came out at three million eight hundred thousand. Three Musketeers came out at number four. Johnny English came out at number eight. Paranormal Activity, of course, was number one with fifty four million dollars. That's pretty huge for a movie that probably only cost maybe about hundred thousand, possibly so- less. The movie that was made based on a candy bar made how much again? Three Musketeers, um, eight million eight hundred thousand. That's a lot of fucking candy bars, people. That justifies you buying those fucking candy bars right there. I'm sure it's still pretty good. Uh, I I, I want to see it. And yes, is- yes, in the chat room, Bronx. It was called the Tanuki suit. That was Super Mario Three when you had the raccoon suit. Yes. It's coming back in the new Super Mario game that's coming out for the 3DS. So that's pretty cool. 
Um, this is the one I want to talk to you, JJ, because this actually goes into multiple things. There is There was a quote from Kevin Feige, who is one of the is, – he's in charge of basically Marvel Studios. We'll go with that. Um, he had a quote which he called, Iron Man through Avengers is phase one of their production slate. While phase two is set to begin with Iron Man 3 and will continue through 2013 and 2014 films, which include rumored but unconfirmed titles like Captain America 2, Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Doctor Strange, and will culminate in an Avengers sequel. The big news was he hinted at something at one of the biggest Marvel storylines that they've, they've done in the comics ever. This storyline was the Civil War, the comic Civil War, basically, where. What was that? Some that was some uh, Axl Rose. Okay. You, you've, you've never heard like Civil War by by Guns N' Roses. What we know. have here is a failure to communicate, <laughs> and then you have like what we had here last week. And he we were here last week, it, so we get it. It's a fucking epic song, man. I don't need your civil war. Well, I guess we know what Song of the Night's going to be. Actually, no. It's not. Oh, okay. Okay. Song of the Night's going to be Halloween-themed, because, you know, Halloween is on Monday. Nice. So, no no, no civil war tonight. Sorry. How would you How would you feel if they actually did civil war? Because they did release a little video clip of um, Captain America, Steve Rogers, and Tony Stark, Iron Man. Which basically said, um, which had Steve Rogers going up to Tony Stark and was like, "You're a little man in a big suit. Take away the suit. What do you have? Uh, billionaire, philanthropist, playboy. Take pick. Genius." Okay, you, you know, mean, you know, what I have a problem with about that line though. You know, like Steve Rogers was a fucking puny ass little wimp bastard that couldn't even fucking make it in the army. They rejected him. And they had to give him a goddamn super serum that fucking made him anything. So take away the super serum, and what do you got? A fucking 90-pound weakling who couldn't even make it to get in the army. Fuck off, Steve Rogers. Fuck off. I'll take being a playboy, philanthropist, fucking millionaire any goddamn day of the week. How would you feel if they actually did the Civil War in the Avengers 2 film? Um, I'm not real familiar. I mean, I know what Civil War was about. I didn't read any of the comics. I haven't read... I used to be an avid comic collector. I mean, what broke me, and for most of you that are probably like, well, that's kind of dated, but the last comic that I really collected, um, I was really big into the Age of Apocalypse that they did in the 90s, like uh, I'd say around 95, 96. Yeah. Um, I, had all, I, I still have all the Age of Apocalypse stuff somewhere. Um, I had nice. some of the graphic novels and whatnot, but um, the thing that killed me was their next miniseries when they went into the whole Onslaught shit. Once they got into Onslaught, I fucking stopped collecting because the guy that I was uh, getting the stuff from, the, the store that I was getting, was literally taking all the, the stuff for Onslaught and putting stuff in, in my box that I didn't want. And it just got to the point where it was getting way too expensive, and I just I, I let that habit go. X-Men, to me, just kind of fell to the wayside, but I was a huge X-Men fan. And after Onslaught, um, I, I let my comic book fetish go. It's like, okay, I'm done. Uh, answer to Anthony Farley in the chat. Um, what about a World War Hulk film? Uh, actually, I believe that's becoming an animated film. I saw a trailer for it the other day uh, during the Batman 
Was it Batman? Uh, it may not have been Batman. Uh, I saw it the other day. That's just about it. Um, but the Civil War uh, storyline actually culminated in the killing of Captain America. This was the whole thing uh, last year, two years ago, where they actually killed off Captain America and had Bucky kind of take over the suit for a while. But they, they ended up bringing Captain America back um, after a lot of people signed a petition wanting him back because Bucky was using Captain America's suit, but he was also using guns. Captain America isn't known for using guns. Captain America is known for using the shield. So that was the whole the whole big thing, um, but Cap, but like I said, the Civil War uh, storyline ended with Captain America being shot, and if that's how they end the Avengers Civil War style, I I wouldn't be happy with that at all. Um, I don't want to see Captain America killed off in film format. I rather see I ra- I rather just keep it small comics have Captain America do something else have him fall into a time hole I don't care just don't kill him off again uh, you know I've never been a Captain America fan I never gave a shit about Captain America I always thought it was the stupidest concept ever I mean I was never a fan you know Red Skull okay pretty cool Captain America really fucking lame I don't know I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of Captain America I got to say I've read a lot of the comics. He, he did. He did a great job as the leader of the Avengers, um, and I, I really did like him. Uh, the movie I've seen about half of it. I did enjoy the movie somewhat. I know I may be the only person who did, but I did enjoy the movie. So, I, I actually like the '70s movie with Red Brown when he played Captain America. That was a pretty good flick. I haven't seen it. Uh, you can probably find it on YouTube or something. Oh, I found it on Netflix. It was it was it was very B movie ish. Okay, I have to go check it out. You know, and, um, and see the thing is, I really like Chris Evans. I do. I but I liked him a lot better as Johnny Storm. George? No, I, I thought that the Fantastic Four movies. I mean, granted, they weren't the greatest, but I thought Michael Chiklis was great as the as the thing. I thought he did a great job as Ben Grimm, and I really felt like he and um, he and Chris Evans really kind of stole the movie. Uh, Chris Evans especially, because as Johnny Storm, he was just fucking fantastic as the Human Torch. I I mean, now to see him go and play Captain America is kind of a downgrade. I really think they should have kept him as the Torch. Well, who would you have who would you have seen as Captain America? See, that, that's just it. I don't know. Because Captain America is this iconic character, and I, Chris Evans to me is not iconic. As much as I like the guy, you know? I mean, yeah. look, they dodged a bullet. It could have been worse. It could have been Keanu Reeves. Whoa, the Red Skull. I've got a shield and I can throw it. Whoa. Oh, my. Ted. No, it's Bucky. Bucky. Whoa. Dude. I've got a shield. <laughs> oh, my. You know, that'd be like Arnold Schwarzenegger as Captain America. I got the shield. The Germans are coming over the hill. Get them. Run. Get to the Java. You know what's funny about him? He's actually getting back into his movie roles. He's joined a film called Black Sands, which is an action film, and he's going to be back in the second Expendables film. So I'm kind of curious what his role in that's going to be, if it's going to be a little bit more 
than what his uh, original role was, which was basically a cameo because he was still the governor of California at the time. Listen, now, listen. as long as he's in Expendables 2 and we at some point in the movie here get to the chopper, I will be extremely happy. Does that movie get two thumbs up from J.J. if he says that? Run, get to the chopper. The Germans, they're coming over to you. Run. Oh, my. Here comes Duff Lungen. I can't say it. Oh, well. Forget it. Um, but, yeah. Uh, that's all I've got for news today. Uh, unless you've got something else that you'd like to talk about. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested in this whole Man of Steel Superman reboot that they're doing. I haven't seen much on it lately. Well, um, supposedly Russell Crowe is going to be Jarrell, and Michael Shannon is going to be playing uh, General Zod. And from everything I've heard in IGN, I, I know Walkie's talked about it on uh, on the Elite Force podcast. Chuck W has as well. But uh, Russell Crowe's talking about there's a there's a fight scene between him and Michael Shannon uh, between Jor-El and, and Zod, and. I I really want to see how this movie's going to turn out. I mean, Russell Crowe as Jarrell, I think is going to be pretty cool. Um, but I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with the Superman movie. Yeah, actually, I just found the article on IGN about this. Um, apparently, he tweeted uh, saying, "15-kilometer bike ride, umpteen hours fighting Michael Shannon. He's very hard to put down." I guess that. That's kind of curious to see how that goes down. Oh, Rod, you're so wrong. Superman movies always fail. Bro, the first two Superman movies were fucking awesome. I'm not talking about Superman Returns. I'm not talking about Superman 4 or even Superman 3 for that matter. But the original Superman that came out in the late 70s and then in 82 when Superman 2 came out, those are the best definitive Superman movies of all time. Enough said. Those two are classic. Those two are fantastic definitely especially too deals with zod and his you know his two other cronies you know and and here's a spoiler alert if you haven't seen it you're really fucked because yeah. i'm about to i'm about to blow it away for you in that one clark kent and lois lane fall in love she finds out that he's superman and he gives up his superpowers to be mortal only to have general zod and his cronies try to take over the world wonderful fucking movie I'm looking at a picture of um, on IGN of uh, the new Super Superman suit. Apparently, he does not have the iconic red trunks, and he has no yellow belt either. So I'm kind of curious if they're actually if that's just a picture of after a battle he's he's just lost them, or if he's not going to have the red trunks. Kind of curious about that. Walkie asks, J.J., does Superman need a reboot when Smallville was so good? Smallville had its moments. I really enjoyed the show. But there were times that I really thought they got off the tracks, big time. Um, you know, building up to that finale where we finally see Tom Welling in a Superman suit. You know, if you were going to reboot Superman, then Tom Welling would have been my, my pick to, to have him finally, you know, be Superman. And I was a little disappointed with, the end result of the the finale because I I just you know it wasn't bad but it wasn't as good as it should have been um, and that that story sometimes in Smallville was so convoluted with just stupid shit uh, but overall it was a, a pretty enjoyable series I have to say even the even the bad episodes were kind of fun to watch something cool that I found out uh, yesterday uh, Iron Man three will actually be filming part of its film in my backyard 
not my not my legit backyard, but actually about a uh, hour down the road in Wilmington, North Carolina. They will be filming part of uh, Iron Man three. I'm very excited about that because apparently they're taking extras for the set and they're paying a good chunk of change to anybody who's involved. So I'm going to try to try to get down there as soon as I can to to see what they got. So any other movie news? Uh, not not coming up. I've that's all I've got. So I mean, I'm definitely like I said, curious to see what they have. Uh, Ashley is my name. Just posted something saying, uh, third director has left the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies movie project." Third director, that's not good. Um, wow. But no, nah, that's all of that's all I've got, JJ. Well, cool. On that note, why don't we go ahead and take some phone calls before we wrap things up? Because I don't, I don't want to be on here too much longer. I think I hear somebody tapping a foot. So if you wanna, if you want to uh, come on the show, the number to call five zero one five eight eight seven nine five seven. Get your thoughts on uh, anything we talked about here tonight, whether it was professional wrestling, video gaming, my Xbox, uh, me being an asshole, bat Or dance. the ultimate Battlefield 3 simulator that was on the Gadget Show earlier this week. Or Sean really knowing his stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, all, the, all these topics are up for debate tonight on the program. You know, I've, I've missed you, Sean. I, I, I gotta stop busting your balls, man. It's, it's been oh, a while. I don't while, know if man. you've seen this, this entire simulator, JJ. I posted a video of it on the, the Facebook group. It's definitely something that I think you should take a look at, especially because this simulator is absolutely awesome. And, uh, it's really cool because basically it's, um, treadmill, treadmills and you're walking forward and as you're getting shot at, it's on a, on a projector screen in front of you, as you're getting shot at, paintball guns are actually shooting at you. Oh wow! The, the whole simulator is really cool. Uh, definitely, if you if you're in the Facebook group, take a look at it. It is really cool. I was excited to watch this, and thanks to Ashley is my name for sending me the link to get the show, um, so I could actually watch it. I was absolutely loving it. Awesome. I tell you what, let's go to the phone lines because I'm really starting to get lit up here, and I got a couple people on the line. But we'll start off with Bronx. What's going on, man? Hey man, you know I just want to say, JJ, it's great to have a you know a, a unplugged. Where usually the second half of unplugged, I just listen and and don't know what's going on because of video gaming. But I gotta go with Sean. Batman fucking rules. I mean, since I was a kid, he's always been my favorite hero. Just because, you know, it's like when Superman and all these other guys run out of ideas and they're just these big muscle heads with superpowers. Batman's a guy who figures it all out. And if you look at his origins, you know, from his parents, you know, getting killed and him just becoming, you know, he's almost a a good psychopath. He's obsessed with, you know, doing the right thing. Batman fucking rules, man. I just wanted to, you know, say that. And I followed, you know, I know a lot of the stuff Sean's talking about as far as the comics go and, uh, Without a doubt, man. He's he's my favorite, and it's cool to hear you guys talking about Batman and talking about comic books. You know, I, I'm not the biggest DC, uh, you know, fan. I've always been more of a Marvel guy, but uh, Batman, always a fan of Batman. Uh, you know, I like the fact that, like you said, he's a guy that doesn't have superpowers. He relies on his intellect. He relies on the fact that you know. He's got a degree in criminology. I mean, he's a smart guy. I mean, he's the world's smartest detective, basically, is how they used to build him in the comic book. 
and you know he's got all these gadgets and technology on his side. I would love to see like a uh, I know they did this in the past. They did a DC Marvel uh, amalgam universe, and they actually did one where they they did a crossover where they merged characters. Like they made uh, they made Dark Claw, which was uh, an amalgam of Batman and also Wolverine. So it was basically Wolverine running around in a Batman costume with the fucking claws. They called him Dark Claw, and that was I, I wish that would have went somewhere because I think that would have been excellent to have a series based on that amalgam. There was also a graphic novel that I wrote uh, that I read. Excuse me, I didn't write it. I, I wrote. <laughs> I said it again. I read a graphic novel called Speeding <laughs> Bullets. Thank you, um, which deals with uh, the blending of Superman and Batman, and the story was that. Rather than Clark Kent landing in Smallville, uh, he crashed in Metropolis and was found by the Wayne family. And basically, after after his parents were killed off, um, he became, uh, you know, that that Batman character. But he had all of Superman's powers. Basically, um, if you can find it, I, I would check it out because it's amazing. Uh, What's but it's, it called? it's called Speeding Bullets. Wow! And it's basically Batman. And Superman combined. It's Bruce Wayne growing up, really, as Clark Kent. So, in other words, Clark Kent becomes Bruce Wayne because he's adopted by the Wayne family because they find him. We're talking about this, and it's definitely interesting because uh, earlier today I was reading the Hush um, storyline, which is where Thomas Tommy Elliott uh, really comes into the element as Hush, who knows who Bruce Wayne really is. He's Batman. And, I mean, it was really cool because Bruce Wayne has to go to Metropolis to find Poison Ivy, and Catwoman is also on the trail. Um, the big thing about this is Superman is overtaken by Poison Ivy and is actually being used by Poison Ivy and her pheromones. And, is, and the, they're actually in the whole, the whole comic basically culminates in a huge battle between Superman and Batman. And Superman and Batman pulls out the kryptonite ring, which he keeps. And it was just cool to watch Batman punch Superman in the face with it and just watch Superman fly across the entire room. I you mean, know, it was the coolest thing to see in the comic. And here's the old, and I know we're getting our geek on tonight, but here's the ultimate for me. I mean, when you think about it, in the Marvel Universe, the playboy bad boy that goes out and, and, and does the, the do-gooder stuff is Tony Stark. You know, he's got the Iron Man suit. You know, he's got the technology on his side. You know, and then reverse of that, DC, it, it's Batman. He's, you know, a billionaire. He's rich. He's got technology on his side, and he goes out and is a vigilante. I would love to see something where it's like Batman versus Iron Man. It'd be fucking epic. That would be a pretty cool fight. Yeah, especially with Batman having an armored Batman suit. That'd be fucking Hell yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, the, the one thing I like is how comics have evolved, but Batman has really gotten... Dark. I mean, if you go back from the, you know, the Batman comics of the 80s and 70s, and especially the, the old Batman show, which I'm sorry, I, I look at now as just a joke. Well, it was you know, meant, it was meant to be camp. I mean, that, that was the whole point. Right. I mean, you know, as campy as it was, fucking uh, Adam West and, and Burt Young were getting so much ass on the set of that fucking show. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm serious. They were like Hugh Hefner, man. They were getting ass every fucking night of the week. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at some of the old Batman comics and then you read, I, I know Sean has to have read The Killing Joke. Oh, yes. Oh, oh my God. 
I mean, they made Joker out to be, I mean, it gives you, there were several alternate origins to the Joker, but that, in my mind, was the favorite. I mean, it basically takes you back to how he went, really went insane and what he went through and what he did to Barbara Gordon. And, oh, my God, and, and that last panel with, you know, him and Batman just laughing together. It was, yes. oh, God, you have to read that. That's why I like Nolan's movies. I'm sorry. I prefer Nolan's movies to Burton's. No disrespect to Tim Burton, but Nolan is so dark and just so modern, man. His his Batman is is without a doubt so far my favorite. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're going to compare like the obviously Batman directors and stuff, I I actually was a fan of the first two Batman movies. Um Me too. The the first one with, you know, with Tim Burton and of course Michael Keaton. When I heard Michael Keaton was going to be Batman, I thought you got to be fucking kidding me. I mean, you know, this is the guy that played Mr. Mom, and I thought there's no way he's going to pull that off. And I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, fuck, that was 89 when that movie came out. I was like 15, you know, and, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I mean, the job he did on that was fantastic. I mean, Jack Nicholson as the Joker was epic. I never thought anybody would, would ever do a better job than him. And, I mean, Heath Ledger, you know, took it to a, a whole nother level, you know, uh, after after Jack. But... When I think of what Christian Bale brings to Batman and what Nolan brings, I like the way that, you know, I like Nolan's vision of what Batman should be. Um, I mean, I, I think it's safe to say that I couldn't stand Joel Schumacher's version of Batman, you know, complete with fucking nipples and everything else. Uh, you know, cod pieces, nipple pieces. I mean, it was like Batman was, you know, doing a Broadway fucking play. And winning a Tony Award. It was a fucking joke, you know? And I thought Val Kilmer did a fantastic job in the role of Batman for Batman Forever, but it was just under the, sh- the, the Schumacher stuff. It was just, it was horrible. The movie sucked when you think about it. Tommy Lee Jones' Two Face was shit. The Riddler was way over the top with Jim Carrey. Uh, it, you know, it just, it lost focus up until Christopher Nolan came back in and redefine the saga and, and i think that he's done a fantastic job and i'm looking forward to seeing the next batman movie i'm intrigued as to how bane is going to play into this i'm intrigued as to how yeah. catwoman's going to be in this thing um i just i want to see his take on this i want to see how this this plays out well i'll just say two things i know you're waiting for calls the best batman animated ever was just plain Batman the animated series. I mean, I used to watch, I've seen every episode of that shit. I mean, that was just awesome. I love the voice acting. And I'm sorry, man. You know, and it really hurt me to hear that Mark Hamill has emphysema. I didn't know that. I mean, his portrayal of the Joker, especially if you watch Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, where he played a little darker and and a little bit more, oh, man, awesome. And I got to say, yeah, he may get more pussy than any man on earth, but the worst man who ever put on a Batman suit, George Clooney, that movie, the president should have that movie banned. He sucked. He was the worst Bruce Wayne, the worst Batman ever. George Clooney raped that character. He sucked. Frosty, get my freeze gun. Get it, Frosty. Do it. Do it for me now, Frosty. Do I mean, it. What was that? What was that shit in the movie? George Clooney kept doing with his head. Did you notice that he kept like just nodding his fucking head up and down like a weeble? I mean, oh my god, it was so bad. 
Thank God ask, for Nolan. I agree. Let me ask you a question, uh, Bronx, before you free to be honest. Killing Joke, other than Killing Joke, what other Batman graphic novel, like the book-wise, would you recommend to the listeners who have never actually had a chance to read Batman? I mean, Killing Joke, number one, definitely. If you have never read Batman, find the Killing Joke, read it. It definitely gives you a point of where Jim Gordon comes from uh, when it comes to the Joker, what's happened to Barbara Gordon, how she became Oracle. I mean, that's definitely number one you need to read. Bronx, what do you think is number two? Unfortunately, I can't remember the name of it because in the process of moving, I lost a couple of my graphic novels, but there was also the one that was, Sean, you would know much better than me, Batman, um, God, I can't remember what it was called, Alternate Universe or something where I actually posted on Facebook and conversed with you a few weeks back where Batman has no choice but to do what he has to do to the Joker. But the Joker takes it to the next level. I won't spoil it, but the Joker actually sacrifices himself to make Batman look like shit. If you can remember the name of that, I'd appreciate it because I lost it. I actually don't know it off the top of my head. I'm actually looking that up right now because I remember you talking to me about that. Um, no, this isn't it. Um, if I figure it out before the end of the show, I will definitely let everyone know. But when I, I still have not read that myself, and I need to find that one. And I believe it is in the the um one that I have here, the set that I've I got online where it actually has every single Batman graphic novel that's out there today. So I'm reading through them and I'm loving it. But um, another one that I think that people should read is called A Death in the Family. Um, where Joker kills Jason Todd, who is oh, second yeah. Robin. Um, oh, those yeah. are the two that definitely people need to read, um, including No Man's Land and stuff. So okay. um, that's the ones that I believe that people should read, definitely. Oh, cool. yeah, that had that scene with just, and it was the first time Batman showed humanity where he's holding Jason Todd's dead body, and just like in that panel, he's screaming. And, of course, the other one, which I don't know if it was made into a – I'm sure it was made into a graphic novel. I have the original comic somewhere, and uh, I'll give you two words. Bane says, break you. And if you haven't seen that panel, oh, man. This is why I love fucking Batman, just epic stuff. Right. I mean, what Bane did to Batman in the comics, Wow. All right, well, Bronx, I got a lot of people trying to get in, and I got somebody waiting. So, uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, I'm out, guys. Later. All right, later. Sorry about that, JJ. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, Nam, you there? Indeed, I am. What's on your mind tonight, man? Wait, wait, wait. Nam, well, on unplugged. Oh God. Yeah, not gonna be, not gonna be a repeat. Uh, three things, and uh, make these, make, make this brief. Uh, one. JJ, just on the whole TNA mostly screwing up and continuing to screw up. <laughs> it's in their nature. It's what they do. It is in their nature. Um, I basically I've been I've been thinking a lot about just the screw ups that TNA has done this year, and I'm trying to think of one that's worse than the push they did with Bobby Roode. And the one thing, the the one thing that that just keeps coming up, just over and over and over, is 
it's not actually um, the Bobby Roode and James Storm thing, but when they brought Chris Harris back, they had the build up, build up, build up, build up, build up. One match, you fired. Yeah, Braden Walker in all his glory. It was awesome. Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? Braden Walker. Sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have to get that soundbite somewhere. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much the one thing that, that I can say was, was just worst. Was what worst? Was, was worse than that. But this is still pretty bad. Second, the second thing is actually directed to Sean. Sean, do you actually play any Steam games? I guess Sorry, my mic, my mic was muted. Sorry about that. I was typing in the chat room and looking stuff up. Yes, I do play Steam games. Um, which one okay. are you? Well, there's actually two. One is Magicka and the other one is Terraria. Yes, I play both. Oh, nice. Finally, someone else is there. Because um, I, I, I actually recently got into Terraria and... Um, oh, sorry. I've got into Terraria. I recently got into Magicka, and I was actually wondering uh, if I was going. To, I was actually going to going to ask you, as I'm not sure if it's my system or not. What's your review on it, and does it crash for you constantly? Which one are you asking about? Which crashes? Um, Magicka. I, Magicka. I didn't have a problem with to begin with. Terraria. I had a small bit of a problem when I first started playing it. Um, Terraria is more so Minecraft in a side-scroll type version, I believe. Um, I've had some problems yep. with it on how to build stuff and like that. Um, but um, Magicka is pretty cool. I don't have any problems with it running, but I got a little bored by it. Um, unfortunately, I got it during the summer Steam sale uh, where I spent uh, about $500 on $4,000 worth of games. So... I mean, I pretty much got a little bored by it when I bought it, so I haven't had any problems with it. So, well, that's a, that's at least okay. Because yeah, with me with Magicka, I've been like, if I play it for longer than I think forty-five minutes, it just it just freezes and I can't do anything about it. So, um, check the Steam forums, and they can usually give you a a pretty good answer if you just search for it. And if you still can't find an answer, just type into it. And um, see what comes up because I mean this the Steam community is very nice from what I've seen. I've had a lot of problems and with some things, and they've been really nice on helping people out. So definitely, if you can't figure it out, hit them up, and they can probably help you. Awesome, cheers for that, man. And last thing, real quick, um, I got I asked JJ about this on Facebook yesterday, but um, I am changing. Uh, it's probably been a long time coming, actually. I'm changing the name of what would fans do. It's it's just basically been a really hard to, hard decision after talking after talking with the boys because uh, I've just feel I felt as though, especially with this, with this thing that's happened in in uh, in TNA, is that we're not really. This, we're not really going to be the for, taking from the fans aspect anymore. We're just going to see what's good, what's bad, what needs and what needs to be done without it. With like just taking it from an outside outside perspective. So uh, then we're going to finish off the recording the next next recording tomorrow, and we're going to end up doing this. It's going to be the last. What would fans do tomorrow? And we're just going to finish off uh, everything and I'll have new promos up everything hopefully by Monday 
So do we have a new name for the show? I mean, what do you have an idea where you want to go? I mean, I I, would, I, 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 I have an, I I do actually have a new name. Okay. I uh, I have. Uh, would you like to know, or would you like to let let it be a let it be a surprise? Well, no. I mean, you're on the show. You may as well tell us what it is. I mean, I was gonna okay. say I was gonna say if you don't have a name for it, uh, maybe you should you know ask the fans to help yeah, you name uh, the show. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was I was actually going to ask the fans as well, ask the ask the chat room tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm an idiot. Um, tonight and Monday night uh, on Wrestling News Live, uh, it just sort of dawned on me that it, it's it's basically I was just thinking of calling it the SNS Backlash because we're always the ones who gets it's not really like the butt of the butt of the joke, but. I, I'm prepared to do anything, as it's already been established. I'm prepared to do anything and everything to get people to listen to our show. Uh, uh, so, and pretty much, it's just call it three guys bitching. A lot, lot of controversy. Me and Trey have thrown that name right. Three guys bitching. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Backlash. <laughs> WWE might try to sue me because they own the copyright to that name. I think. Yep. Yeah, and that's pretty much why that's basically uh, I've got it. I've got it going. That's basically the direction I'm going. But I don't mind any other name that that's basically basically coming up because uh, it, it all... three guys bitching. Three <laughs> that GB. was a joke. That was a joke. Three GB. <laughs> three GB is actually a good name. Do, do you realize that I would have to listen to Trey, who wouldn't know that I suggested it? The first time I play a promo, God damn it, fucking stealing my shit. God damn it, motherfuckers. You're on the goddamn network and all you do is steal other people's shit. It was my goddamn idea. What the fuck? God damn it. I'm sick of you, motherfucker. I'll boot your ass. As Walkie says in chat, Elite Force is already taken. I'll boot your ass. <laughs> Oh man! Oh my word! Um, believe it. Uh, and also, just saying as well, I'm actually going to be bringing in uh, another guy because Freddie is actually starting to get really unwell, uh, and he's just going to be our news correspondent. Uh, so I'm going to be bringing in a third guy for the triple threat, or fourth guy for the triple threat, which is the second half of the show. I've got something I need to I need to ask. Uh, especially with everything, and also, uh, also, if it's if it's okay, can you give me that little snippet? Uh, I kind of want to use that train impersonation for a promo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll love gonna, that I'm gonna, one. I'm gonna need that. <laughs> yeah. WNL might get canceled now. Promo for Wrestling News Live. After he hears that shit, WNL ain't gonna happen no more. <laughs> He's gonna be mad. <laughs> God damn it! What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, I'm sick of you motherfuckers. I'll boot your ass. <laughs> oh, when God. you motherfuckers do a show for 15 years, you can tell me how the fuck to do my job. <laughs> oh, God, I love this network. Oh, man. Either way. Trey knows I love yeah, it. I, I, think, I think Bronx just said it best. Trey's happy with the cards one. I don't think he's going to care. Oh, he know he know. Fuck, man! I I I think I think the only accent I can do is Russian. No one hears Russian. No, please, no. We don't need Russian. I'm Russian. I got people on the phone lines. You gotta go. 
Okay, no problem. <laughs> no problem, guys. I'll I'll see you guys on Wrestling News Live on Monday night. That's right. Department C twenty three, bitches. Wait, wait, wait. I thought we weren't I thought you weren't doing a show on Monday. Oh, that's right, I'm not doing a show on Monday. There oh, is fine then. There is no wrestling news. Hey, it's Halloween, man. I'm going trick or treating with my kids. Oh. Semi semi chocolate. Okay, I'll, I'll be sure I'll, I'll be sure and send it to, to Australia. Awesome. Yes. You you wait you wait by the mailbox for that package to come, okay? Customs will be happy about that one. <laughs> A truckload of chocolate. Okay, guys. All Catch right. you guys later on. Later, Nim. All right, that was of course Nim of uh, what would fans do? That's going to be getting a reboot here pretty quick. Three so. girls mission? No, wait. Oh, he didn't say that. All right, let's go back to the phone lines, and uh, I believe joining us on the phone line, uh, so another host on this network. Believe it or not, someone I haven't talked to in a while, uh, ladies and gentlemen from the Elite Force podcast, William Walkie Walker. God damn it! How many reboots do we need, guys? God damn. Well, you know, in the world today, everybody's rebooting everything, Walkie. I mean, Shit. Bronx been sucking on helium? Is that Bronx again? No, it's not Bronx. No, it's oh. the, it, it is the original Mr. William Walkie Walker. Yeah, nobody can inter- imitate me. I ask him, I dare him to try. By the way, how's it yes. going, guys? We're good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. It's been a while, man. It's been a minute. It's been a it's been a it's been a summer actually I think it's the last time that we talked. <laughs> we, we, we we have we have just I guess had back and forth through Facebook of archiving shows. That's that's pretty much been my mo with everybody here lately. I think I think poor Sean Beckerman thinks I hate his guts because I haven't talked to him in forever. But I'm just I'm so busy. Like look, I want to say this now. If you guys have sent me a message and I haven't gotten back to you, please understand that I am a hundred percent busy all the time i literally have a something i do outside of this that takes up six days out of my week where i'm doing you know 12 hours of this and that you know then i come home i might upload a show or two and then i spend time with my wife and my kids so if if i'm not getting back to you please understand that it's not that i don't like you Um, if you feel like i'm not promoting your show enough i'm sorry i play a promo for everybody's show on every show that I produce, so well, I, I never feel like that. No, you don't. But there are people on this network that feel that way. If well, you have a question yeah. for JJ and you want to get in contact with him, contact the staff of SNS, Curly, yeah. myself. We can all get in contact with JJ for you. Just yeah. let us know. Yeah, everyone, just chill, man, chill. Take a chill pill. Go out and enjoy the weather. Well, if you're in like my neck of the woods, it might get cold, but yeah, just chill. God. <sighs> so, so what is on the mind of uh, of Walkie tonight? Kenny, can, can, can we get back to marking out to Batman? Yeah, mark out, not mark out all you okay, want. Okay. Um. By the way, for Bronx, I, I did say that if I found the answer, I would let him know. Um. The graphic novel was called Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, in which the Joker does something, uh, and tries to blame Batman for it. Well, in in the tense, I had I want to bring up a sci-fi term in the tense of what uh, River Song from Doctor Who would say: spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, sweetie. Spoilers. Spoilers. But no, I actually got to play and complete in one single day of you know, Batman: Arkham City. And holy shit, that was a really good game. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh. Well, JJ coughs out his lung over there. Yes, it was. It was a very good game. In one day. In yeah, one no, day, kind of I had I had pretty much free, I had a lot of free time. 
Did you get everything you needed to get, though? Well, I didn't complete it 100%. I completed the main story. Oh, okay. So. Which really can might... be completed in about seven or eight hours. Uh, basically, if you count the number of times I died, which which is <laughs> much I'm not going to say. But, uh, times. I'll claim it. Yeah. But it's a pretty freaking epic, pretty story. And, you know, it's... I gotta say, it's it's without a doubt one of the best games I played this year so far. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if it gets Game of the Year of whatever the awards are coming out for, whatever you know. Well, I mean, it's got a lot of lot to go up against. I mean, we've got Uncharted Three coming out on Tuesday. We've got Skyrim and Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare Three coming out in two weeks. We've got WWE Twelve, Saints Row Third, and um. The last game of the year, actually, can be which can be considered the last game of the year. Star Wars: The Old Republic, which comes out on December twentieth. I mean, there's a lot of really. Games. That's fine. Yeah. It took a while. Yeah, um, it's coming out on December twentieth, um, five days before Christmas. So if you want it, put it on your Christmas list so Santa can get it to you. Um, mm-hmm. I do know I'm spending one hundred and fifty dollars on the collector's edition, which is going to drain my pocket. But oh well. One hundred fifty dollars. What are you getting with that? Uh, a lot of stuff. I'll post it on the SNS Facebook page, so uh, y'all can take a look. You know at what he's getting with that? Bucks. A lightsaber up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> must be I'm to pay a freaking hundred fifty dollars just to just ah must I paid hundred fifty dollars just to get something like that? If you actually think it's kind of like a waste of money, if you ask me. You know, for, for that price, Brutus Beefcake is showing up on his front doorstep with a lightsaber, and he's going to poke a hole in his pocket and in his rectum. As as Andy Knowles would say, his candy wrecked him with that lightsaber. Well, I get a picture of Nim sucking off Jim Cornette. But... Oh, see, you had to go there. You had well, to go there. Not... He didn't, no, but you had Nim. to go there. Oh my god! See, see, I want to play the Old Republic. My problem is, I don't have a PC other than this one, and this is my show PC, and I'm not about to put that game on here and fuck my whole computer up. Um, <laughs> Memory wise, not not going to happen. And Furthermore, I'm not going to pay the initial price to get the game and then pay, what, 20 bucks a month to play this fucking shit? Now, fuck that. You know, if you would have made it for a console, yeah, I probably would have done it. But no fucking way, man. No fucking way. Well, you talk about you paying, like, subscription prices, like, to me, not worth it. You know, I don't mind, I don't mind paying a subscription price for Xbox Live that's, you know, a, a yearly thing for me. Well, but, the console says pretty much a given. Yeah, exactly. But there's no fucking way I'm going to pay 15 bucks a month to to play a game online or just to, to really play the game. Um, to me, I, I I understand that's where they make their money and, and that's how WoW works. And I've never played WoW and I don't care. Uh, again, I, I don't play games on the computer. I'm not a PC gamer. That's why I have consoles. That is the point of having a video game console. Yeah. This was a whole conversation that came up on the SNS Facebook page the other day, and next week I promise to get to this topic. I really do. But um, subscription fee for for any game like WoW or Old Republic, I am more than happy to pay because you're paying basically for the developers to continue supporting this game, paying for the servers, you're paying for the expansions that are going to be coming out. And, I mean, I'm definitely very happy to pay for these because I don't know – Gamers, if you haven't heard, there's a new expansion coming out for a while. It's called the Mist of Pandaria. Um, in this, it's going to be pretty massive. There's going to be they're they're 
exploiting the whole war between the Horde and the Alliance. I mean, it's going to be a huge expansion coming out, but I mean, I'm happy more so to pay for these subscription fees. I mean, yeah, people can joke on me all they want, but I mean, paying these subscription fees makes me feel somewhat important because I'm paying for these servers that I'm playing on, and I'm also paying for the developers to continue supporting the product. Well, you know, and my other thing, too, is, again, I guess I've never played WoW, but I've heard Trey talk about it. And I've heard him talk about being in a guild and hanging out with his guild mates and, they, you know, they go on a raid and stuff. I don't have that kind of time in my life where yeah. I'm able to do that, you know? It takes I mean, a lot of time. It I mean, really it does, does, you know? I mean, aside from, you know, having a fantastic wife who puts up with all my bullshit and raising three beautiful little girls... I just don't have time for that. I really don't. I mean, I'm lucky if I get to go play two hours on my Xbox. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just well, I don't have that kind of fucking time. Well, that's the ultimate thing, JJ, with MMOs because it's it's the ultimate time killer when it comes to uh, when it comes to playing the game because it, it kills time. I mean, on the Elite Force podcast, I made it I made it very well known. I'm not an MMO type of guy. The only exception that I ever did was the game Star Trek Online. I tried that. And it pretty it, it didn't last that long. Um, I mean, to me, Star Trek Online was to me an outright failure. And now that game's now that the game's going free to play. And I think it already well, did. If it did, well, I'm not aware of that. But the game was an outright failure. I mean, because people are not interested, and people didn't want to pay the subscription price for for a game that wasn't that good. Uh, there's a lot of inconsistency with MMOs. I mean, you gotta have a lot of free time to uh, to play to play an MMO game like that. It's something that would interest you. Well, exactly. I mean, I'm like you, J. I'm like you, JJ. I my present life right now is preventing me from even playing MMOs like that, or even having a lot of time to play games. Well, exactly. You know? I mean, again, like I said, even if I had the time, though, you know, paying fifteen dollars a month for an for for an MMO. I mean. Uh, you know, I don't smoke. I don't really even drink. I mean, you know, I have a beer every now and then. I might, you know, I might go out and casually drink at a bar with some friends. You know, I'm a social drinker. Mm. Um, you know, I, I don't smoke marijuana. I don't do any kind of drugs. I mean, I, I literally don't have any vices other than, you know, the little time that I spend playing video games. That's, that's my thing. And I don't even spend that much money on video games in a year. Um, but when I look at spending $15 a month to play an MMO and maybe out of that month getting maybe and stretching here, maybe 20 hours in that month of free time enough to play the game, you know, and then to assemble people that are supposedly my friends online. To me, it, it just, it, it seems like a no brainer. It's like, yeah, this doesn't work. I mean, now, granted, I'm not saying that I don't ever play online with people. You know, there's plenty of people that listen to this show and other shows on the network that are on my friends list on Xbox Live. Which, by the way, if you didn't know, is J. Jackson 33. Cheap plug, cheap plug, cheap plug. That's a segue and a cheap plug. Feel free to add me. Just let me know who you are if you want me to add you. Um, I mean, cheap plug for the forums right quick. Sorry, JJ, but if you go to the gaming section of the forums, we've actually started a... uh, a PSN Xbox Live nickname uh, thread in there. Go put your name in there. Get some names out. 
add us. I mean, my name is on there too. I won't tell you on on the air, but I mean, if you add anybody, make sure you tell them who you are. Well, I will. It's Walkie EFP. Anybody wants to add me, go ahead. Yeah, like I said, I'll add just about anybody as long as you tell me who you are. Yeah. If you're just like random gamer fifty five, and you want to be my friend, I'm not going to add you. You have to tell me who you are. You're Mr. Wrestling six six six, and you add me again. Please tell me who you are because I'm tired of tired of deleting you for pissing me off. But but no, seriously, I, I I just you know, there have been occasions where you know I've played Red Dead Redemption with Walkie, I've played Red Dead Redemption with Sean, with Dead Eye, with Horseman, you know, uh, with several people on this fucking network. Um, you know, I just I don't get that opportunity to do that very often, and, and going online and playing an MMO, and I've actually seen friends of mine who've had marriages break up because one or the other gets hooked you know it might be the guy that gets hooked on playing this or nine times out of ten it's uh you know it's a girl that gets hooked on this stuff and and that leads to all kinds of problems so i mean i'm just you know it's just not my cup of tea i'm not i'm not down on anybody that does it i mean hey that's if you want to if you want to play subscription games like that cool hope you have fun with it it's just it's not my cup of tea there you go so i it you know Overall, MMO is, I mean, I, I imagine that, I mean, we're going back to Star Wars. I mean, I imagine that game's probably going to be popular, but that's not a game I'm not, not going to try. Because, again, I'm an MMO type of guy, so. Well, I mean, they've, they've announced a, uh, a limited release for December 20th, um, which means that whatever's sent out to the stores will be what's in the stores for a, a limited release period of time. And then they'll release more after after uh, they've sold out, basically, because they want to um, trickle down the traffic on their servers because they don't want whatever's happening. They, they don't want destruction on the servers. They don't want crashing on the servers because they want people to enjoy the game. So, I mean, it's definitely one of those things where uh, they, it's a good idea, but it's going to suck when people want to go buy the game and then they can't. Kind of sounds like they just want to say we don't want to break our servers, we'll just release it slowly. Yeah, that's pretty much how it sounds to me. So, well, God bless them, I guess. <sighs> Don, okay, I gotta say this: Don Bronx in the chat just absolutely made it hilarious. Masturbation was the first handheld game. Imagine if you needed a subscription to jack off. PSN would charge you fifty cent a strokes. By the time <laughs> it got off, your paycheck would be gone. Thank you, Don Bronx. <laughs> Thanks, Bronx. We we appreciate that image, but if you really want to have fun, uh, jack off with a power glove. Oh. Oh, JJ Corn oh. Retro. That's what you call cyber sex, buddy. Yeah, pretty much right there. Oh, well. Don Bronx with the oh my god of the night. Other than not that. The, not the oh my god, but JJ will have something soon, probably. But, yeah. I will have something. What? Huh? What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, man? I don't know. I'm trailing off here. I'm just, you know, I can't wait to see the big smile on your face and that big fucking dent in your wallet when you get the old Republic. And I really can't wait to see that picture of that double-ended lightsaber up your ass by Darth Maul. Okay, I'll make sure. I don't know if I want to see it. It burns! It burns! Kind of I don't weird. want to see that picture of Nim on his knees and with CM Punk and Jim Cornette. See, you you got to throw other people into it. See, what's up with that? He's not even here to defend himself. 
But you're yeah, going to throw other people under the bus. I'm, I'm throwing you under the bus. Players. You're here to defend yourself. No, at least it's okay. not like. At least it's not like that one ep- episode of Unplugged where Crowley became a jackass to me and said walkie porn. There you go. I think it was both me and Crowley. Well, I'm throwing the bone to you, Sean, I'm just because Crowley started it. Crowley! Yeah. Well, walkie, is there anything else on your mind, man? No, I'm pretty much going to get out of here. Uh, just throw out a quick plug. Uh, Sunday, you can check out the Elite Force podcast, the weekend edition. On that episode, we got our Halloween edition. It is a uh, kind of an annual tradition for the Elite Force podcast. Is something we call the sci-fi horror connection. And basically, we're going to look at some... Well, for this year, we're going to be looking at some general movies, horror movies that has that sci-fi horror connection. I mean, one wait, in particular... Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say sci-fi horror connection? Yes. Horror, as in... Don't Lady stroke of the it, night. just poke it. Horror. Sean, should I write it out in crayon to you? Uh, most of the kids do, so go ahead. That works for me. Sci-fi horror. There we go. H-O-R-E? Fuck you. Anyway, (laughs) we're going to be talking about movies that has that sort of connection. So you can check out the Elite Fourth podcast exclusively here on the SNS Radio Network. Or you can check out the 130-plus episodes over at EliteForcePodcast.com. So I virtually kick Sean on the ass, and I'm going to get out of here, JJ. So I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, bye. So definitely check out the Elite Force Horror Podcast with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. The Elite Force Horror Podcast. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Don't stroke it. Just poke it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that said, let's go to the phone lines and uh, let's. Uh, this is going to be uh, probably our next, uh, either our last call or next to last call. So, uh, with that being said, welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? What up, man? That's the Pope. Pope, you sound worse than I do. And that's saying something. Yeah, I've been fighting a bad case of strep all week, so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make it. Damn, dude. So, what's going on? I wanted to you know, talk about, you know, this Grand Theft Auto 5 that's, you know, supposed to be coming out, like, uh, next year because I'm really pumped for it because Grand Theft Auto has always been my favorite series. And I'm really hoping that we get a, a black protagonist this go, another black protagonist this go round because it might sound like a typical thing of me, but I really did like the CJ and the gang mentality on Grand Theft Auto on San Andreas. It was entertaining to me. I just felt for some strange reason I felt empowered playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I don't know why, but I felt empowered. Did you ever play the hot coffee mod? Oh, no. No, I got edited. It got edited before I even had a chance. I mean, you know, there was no better thrill for me playing San Andreas than riding a fucking bicycle. I mean, really, I felt so empowered. Yeah, but I felt that, you know, San Andreas, you know, it had a, it had a, it was probably had the best story because I, you know, I personally couldn't relate to what CJ was going through, through, but you ask a lot of people, you ask, if you ask a lot of people, they will say they could agree. They could relate to what CJ was going through in the store. Like, had a brother in jail, 
had to go on a cross country journey to find him. But yeah, that's what a lot of people I know did, even though I kind of doubt that. But yeah, I'm really hoping we get a black protagonist again. You know, it's it's possible, and and the way they're talking is, you know, there's going to be four different protagonists, which, you know, I I think it'd be great. I, I personally want to see the next Grand Theft Auto game after this one go back to Vice City. That's my favorite of all the games. Vice City was good, but I never could finish Vice City. It was just, it was a bit, I always got bored with Vice City and turned it off before I even had a chance to finish it. Vice City ended in probably one of my favorite endings, which I believe is Scarface to the end. Um, it was definitely really crazy the way they ended uh, Vice City. So, I mean, if you get a chance, Pope, you need to finish Vice City. That's a definite. Um, it's you, you got to work your way through it. Even if you get bored by it, you got to work your way through it. You know, the, the thing I liked about Vice City more than anything was the, the, the whole retro feel to it that was a 1980s game. And, you know, being a child of the 80s, I, that, that, I love the 80s. I mean, you know, TV shows, the music, <laughs> I fucking love it all. And to me, it was, it was a throwback to my childhood when I got an opportunity to play that game, you know, <coughs> driving around on a, in a fucking, uh, Testarossa Ferrari listening to a fucking flock of seagulls I ran and, uh, oh my god, you know, the, the little Scarface nods that they had and, you know, running around town with a fucking chainsaw hacking people up. I mean, just an amazing game. Uh, you know, the stunts that I could do with a fucking motorcycle in that game were epic. I, I just, to me, that that is my favorite in the series. I really did like Grand Theft Auto Four. I thought that Nico was a really, uh, really likable protagonist. Uh, and uh, Sean, I don't think you mentioned this or not, but I'm gonna probably have to. I'm gonna spoil in a little bit more of Arkham City real quick. So, knock on wood, turn your volume down if you don't want to hear it. But I don't. If you told anyone, they're kind of. I don't know if they're intentionally teasing it, but. Harley Quinn is supposedly pregnant and uh was got is pregnant because if you go back to the Joker's hideout at the end of Arkham City, you find a positive preg positive uh pregnancy pregnancy test that uh and it obviously had it had to be uh Harley Quinn's. It, yeah, yeah I, it, I didn't talk about it um but it is a Easter egg. It's not really a spoiler per se, but it is an Easter egg um, to, for the game because it's definitely something that was not there, and a lot of people didn't notice it until they went back. Um, on the floor is a box and a pregnancy test, and on the pregnancy test itself is a positive mark. So, And for 500 extra points, Sean, what was the name on the pregnancy test? I don't know. Trent, do you know what the name of the pregnancy test was on the floor in that Easter egg in Batman Arkham City? I didn't. I don't know either. I wasn't really paying that much attention to. I just saw it. So do you guys want to use a lifeline, or do you want to call a friend? Wait, do you know, Jay? As a matter of fact, Sean, I'm glad you asked that. Yes, I do. It was called Fruitful Endeavors. Oh, my God, it was. Wow. Yes, it was. All that from watching a video, Sean. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. It was the name of the um the the company per se. Yeah, it is kind of this Easter egg kind of leads me to think the next you know 
entry into the Arkham series is not going to be an Arkham game per se. I believe they're going to do a Batman Beyond game because truthfully, good. What can the Joker's child do against the Batman now? I think maybe like 40 years into the future or somewhere like that, we can possibly see something happening with that. So I really think that that Easter egg is setting us up for a Batman Beyond game and then for the next one. And I think that would be pretty awesome because I don't think there's ever been a Batman Beyond game on a console of any, of any kind. But even more bigger uh, in terms of uh, you know what? G- what Joker Junior would would do to Batman in the in the you know the near future? You know, if Bronx was a Batman villain, who would he be? The Penguin. Uh, He's fat enough. Cyclops. I was thinking more like the Jerker, but you know, I mean, he does have this fe- oh. his fetish of mas- uh, of masturbation, but you know, he could be the Jerker. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> I like Cyclops better. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, he can be the new penguin. He's fat enough to be the penguin. He's kind of short enough oh. to be the new penguin. Remember what your mom used to tell you, Sean, when you were beaten off all the time? That you would go blind. Bronx, we finally figured out what your problem is. <laughs> he finally put his eye out. Fucking Harry Palm over there. Oh, my. Anyway, Trent, we're fixing to wrap up, man. Anything else before we go? Not much, man. Can't wait for Modern Warfare 3. Guys are doing a good job, man. I hate to steal Sean's line, but you 4L, man. I appreciate you, brother. All right. All right. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. That is going to kind of bring us to the close of the show. Actually, wait. I think. I think. I know that, that you know, that's what's burning. I think. We may have an email. Is that what that sulfur smell is? Uh, no, that's a demon. Oh, shit. Yes. Cast your wild, you demon! Alright, let's, let's actually, let's go take an email before we you get out of here. There. Okay. And I think Charles had wanted to say something, so I'll, I'll give him the opportunity to call in if he'd like to, but then we're wrapping the show, so. While that's happening, let's go ahead and hit this email. Hello, everybody! Sorry, I'm a little nervous. I've always really wanted to do this. I have received an email. And I have received an email, actually. This one comes to us from our good friend, Latino718. And this is in reference to the Ricardo Rodriguez intro in English and a few other comments. Uh, hey, JJ, Latino718, with a chance of no WNL. Uh, on Monday, and since you asked for this, I will tell what Ricardo Rodriguez is saying. He starts off with, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to introduce to you, he puts over ADR as a great wrestler or champion, then he talks about the town they're in, or ADR opponent. He ends it with, he is the essence of excellence, Mexico's pride, he is Alberto Dario! That really hurts the voice. <laughs> now on to other business. When I saw Sincaro Negro promo tonight, I shook my head when I saw his new look. It seems WWE is trying to make their own version of Mexican America. 
The reason I say this is because during the promo, he said, Viva Los Vatos, uh, Locos, it sounds to me, like he might form a stable or a tag team. I wouldn't be surprised if WWE signs Averno to team with Cara Negro, since Averno and a few other luchadors had a tryout with the WWE last week. Um, speaking of Mexican America, when I heard Anarchia, when I heard the Anarchia liner for the network, I thought for a second it was Cheech Marine, uh, his cousin. Uh, laugh out loud. By the way, what happened to the archive of SNS from last Sunday? Anyways, get better, JJ. Um, okay. As far as the archive for last Sunday, I don't know, guys. I had nothing to do with that show. I don't archive it. I wasn't sent a file. Uh, I didn't produce it. I don't know what's going on. Uh, there was a lot of issues that kind of happened between myself and, and Rick and Trey that got blown out of proportion. And <coughs> everything has, has since been worked out. But as to why there's no archive, I don't know. I have not talked with Rick. Uh so I don't really know what happened there. The best I, I can say is check with Rick and ask him if he's going to upload the archive because I, I don't know, have any control over what happened on that show. I wasn't there. I didn't produce it, and I don't have the archive. So um, best bet is to ask Rick and, and see if it's going to happen because I, I don't know what happened there, guys. No clue. So And that looks like that is it for the emails to unplug. So I want to thank you, uh, Latino718, for sending me that now I can break the news to Trey as to what's been going on. I'm sorry. I'm reading a. Uh, I'm reading on a forum site uh, about the Joker, and I'm just reading different things. Apparently, there's a lot of rumors going around that apparently the Joker is not dead. Oh wait. Whoops. There's there's radio signals that Batman intercepts that say he's not dead. Basically. Yeah. There's uh, way to spoil it, dickhead. Signals. Um, well, apparently, and I completely forgot this. In the comic books, there are two clay faces. There's more. There's multiple clay faces. There's a possibility that there could have been two clay faces taking over Joker's space. I'm curious if this is possible. Um, I don't know. I, Arkham the Arkham Universe is really weird. Um, so we'll have to see in the, in the coming coming months, coming coming year. We'll have to see what happens because I'm really I'm curious now as to what this is. Um, two imposter jokers, possibly two clay two clay face jokers. There's a lot that can be answered if they would just come out and say it. Well, we'll see. I mean, that's that's what's keeping us hanging on. You know, we don't know, and we're going to find out in the very near future. Um, I, I do want to say before we close, obviously, uh, you know, stay tuned to all the programming here on the SNS Radio Network. There will be some new announcements, some new things that we're going to be uh, unveiling on the network. Like I, I alluded to earlier that we might be adding some new shows to the network. And, of course, um, I think if you were in the chat tonight, you probably already know that if you go and look on the Listen Live page and you've refreshed it, that uh, you might just see a hint of one of them that looks like we are bringing the Causecast back over to the SNS Radio Network. Um, so that's good news. And there's other things in the works that I'm not going to spill right now until everything is finalized. But definitely stay tuned to find out what's going on there. Um, make sure that you listen to What Would Fans Do. Make sure you listen to Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman. If you haven't checked that show out, 
you're doing yourself a disservice because uh, it's a very entertaining retrospective look on pro wrestling right now. I think he's in the middle of a series uh, running down the history of WCW. So check that out. Um, normally on Monday nights we'd be doing a wrestling news live. This Monday we're taking the night off. It's Halloween, people. We have families, damn it. <laughs> That's all I need to say. So watch Raw, trick or treat with the kids, give out candy, and try not to put razor blades in the candy. All right, that's that's bullshit. Please don't. Make sure that if you're out trick or treating, you have you have fun and you're safe. Take care of the kids. All right. Um, and that's really going to do it for tonight. I, I just I want to say again, thank you to everyone who tunes in to this network, to all the shows on a regular basis. And uh, real quick before we get out of here. We are changing the format up of how we're doing things on the network as far as posting the shows. Uh, if you have a show on the network, make sure that you send me the write-up. Make sure that you send me the link so that I can get it archived. And I'll do my damnedest to get it archived pretty quick. But we're going to, starting from now on, we're going to take the SNS network page. And I still want you guys to populate it with content. Um, I want you to talk about things, talk about the shows. You know, put up videos, whatever you want to do on that page. That's what it's there to do. But uh, after after talking with Rick and Trey this week uh, and really kind of having a, a big conference call with those guys, we're really wanting to drive more traffic to the website. And so in order to make that happen, what we're going to need to do is start archiving the shows on the network. And once I have them archived on the SNS Radio Network page, I will go and put a post in Facebook telling you to go to the network page to archive the shows again or to download the shows because again this is driving more traffic to the website and in the end that's really what we want to happen but definitely uh keep putting things on facebook keep responding because i don't think there's anybody out there that's got a facebook page as far as a group that blows up as much as the sns network page seems like i get a message every couple of minutes that you guys are posting something and i love that so definitely keep that up don't change that but archives are not going to be there anymore. They're going to be on the website. Don't forget, along with the uh, Facebook page, we also have the forums, which is on the site also. If you go to the top of the website, you'll see forums up there. Click on that. Start using the forums, guys. Um, we definitely need to definitely start using them. Um, I've been scanning through them recently, just looking at different things, and Acer seems to be the only one who's on there a lot. So, I mean, I'd love to see more people on um, the forums definitely in the gaming, the unplugged, any 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 of the forum really. I just want to see people in it. I mean, it would look it looks great to actually have forums now that we can use and posting news, posting whatever. Let's get let's get on the forums. Absolutely. And on that note, Sean, any final notes before we get out of here? Um, actually, not really. Uh, the only thing that comes to mind is my usual catchphrase, as always. U4L, Unplugged for Life, and uh, stay tuned because I think I have something figured up with the picks. Me and JJ will talk a little bit later on that. Um, I think I have something figured out, though, and we'll definitely see if that's how this one goes. So, um, as always, U4L, Unplugged for Life, and a new one, SNS for Life. I mean, i got to say it. Excellent. I, I just, I literally just lost Sean. Sean Good called- riddance forever, Sean. Hey, Charles. But before we wrap up, anything you want to say real quick? No, I was just calling in because Sean said, are you coming on the show or something? Oh, okay. So, was I supposed to? 
Well, no, I, I, I'd said if, uh, earlier if you wanted to come on, I, I, you know, say what you had to say, but I was about to wrap the show up, so. Oh, no, I was calling in. Uh, they were talking about Batman and stuff. I was going to call in and chime in on that, but no biggie. Okay. All right, well, on that note, uh, I'm sorry that we, we got disconnected with Sean, but I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. So on behalf of the sensational Sean, on behalf of everyone that called in, and, of course, on behalf of uh, myself, Mr. Money on the mic, JJL Cap Sexay. Enjoy Halloween. Have a safe one. Watch out for the kids. And let's go ahead and end things with a nice little Halloween classic. And I think you know what this is. So good night, everybody. We're getting the fuck out of here. I'm JJ Sexay, and you've just been unplugged. monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the mash he did the monster mash the monster mash it was a graveyard smash he did the mash it caught on in a flash he did the mash he did the monster mash for my love notari in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast the ghouls all came from their humble abodes To catch a jolt from my electrode They did the mash They did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash They did the mash It caught on in a flash They did the mash They did the monster mash The zombies were having fun The party had just begun the guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, oh, we digging the sounds. He got on chains backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the Monster Mash, and it was a graveyard smash. They played the Mash. It's caught on in a flash. They play the mash. They play the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Drax's voice did ring. Seems he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. It's now a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them Boris sent. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. 
and do my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on with a flash. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. Mash fool. Easy, God, you impetuous young boy. Mash fool. Ron, stop playing with yourself. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. <laughs>